from downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, we're going to talk about Banjo-Kazooie on Switch, and we have Antel here to talk to us about Pokemon Arceus, which is coming out next week. Hello, hello. Stardew Valley, say hello to my clippy friend. Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 305, your place to hear Nintendo fans talk about old 64 games and new Switch games and hype and all that stuff. And we're your hosts. I'm Trey, grinding to fill my hole meter, Johnson. I'm Jeremy, Mr. Batshit, Mikowski. And uh, we have a special guest this week. Uh, just Antel Bokor. What's up? Uh, we're And I just want to let everybody know, uh, John is uh, John was actually... He got he got stuck doing another thing, so he's actually missing this show. Uh, he wanted to he wanted to be here, but it's he, top uh, secret though. Yeah, he's uh. We'll, we'll make sure and give you know give credit where credit is due for him putting the outline together and all that. Throw a little pun in there as to what he was doing, but yeah, yeah, he could, he can he can make the show, but he'll be back next week. But yeah, since his best and all that. But yeah, uh, Antol, what's uh, how's it going? Nice to have you on the show. Uh, it's going. Um, incidentally, I mean, um. I am an all-around gamer. I know you guys focus on Nintendo, but uh, I've been playing a lot of Nintendo Switch uh, the last couple of weeks, so it's a perfect time to jump on and talk about some of the things I've been playing. Definitely. Well, uh, we, I, we I guess we could do that right now, which is uh, yeah. how we, we start <laughs> off our show by uh, talking about what we've been playing and what we got for the week. <laughs> what have you been doing? Lay it on us. Well, uh, the highlights, I mean, I jumped into Banjo-Kazooie and um, I'm not going to get, uh, you know, super far into that, um, but uh, I've been on a huge retro game kick. Um, I, you know, started retro collecting probably a little late here, but um, it kind of is in line with everything that I've been playing. First of all, uh, one of my favorite things that have been coming out for Nintendo Switch lately are the, um, what is it, the Neo Geo Pocket Color uh selection yeah no i i saw mm-hmm. yeah i saw you'd been playing one of those i haven't i haven't done that one yet but i did get i got the snk versus um the the capcom versus snk one and that one yes. was cool and that that was actually one of my favorite fighting games at least the the second one that was on gamecube i played the shit out of like when that came out <laughs> so i i love that game so it kind of it reminds me of that game and i had a lot of fun with the with the pocket color version of it. Well, um, they have the SNK versus Capcom uh, Cardfighters Clash. I don't know if you've ever heard of this game. Um, it's kind of, uh, I don't know, obscure. Uh, I guess all Neo Geo pocket color games are kind of obscure. Um, it's essentially like uh, Magic the Gathering. Um, and, you know, keep in mind, this is like what, early 2000s, you know, pocket handheld. It's essentially like a simplified version of Magic the Gathering meets like a Pokemon style, like overworld um, uh, with like emphasis on card collection uh, with the card battle systems, a little bit simplified. 
talking about uh, SNK versus Capcom, Car Fighters Clash. Um, super fun. Um, and it's kind of a hidden gem. I kept hearing about this game is probably one of the best Neo Geo Pocket Color games around. And uh, I really yeah. have to think it is. That's what people have been saying, or at least that's what I heard. I think uh, Craig Harris from IGN said that like years ago, that that was one that was one of the best. And I, I'm really I'm really curious a, about it, just because, like I said, I like the the Capcom versus SNK stuff, and I didn't really know I didn't really know what exactly to expect from a card game version of it. It's interesting. Um, like I said, it's like a simplified Magic the Gathering. Um, you don't really tap mana. Uh, I don't want to get super into the mechanics, but basically, um, you know, you have four lanes. Uh, you can only put out four fighters versus, you know, whatever. There is um, what makes this version interesting, though, was there was actually two carts released. There was the uh, Capcom and then there's the SNK, you know, flavored versions. And this version actually comes with both. And you can, uh, you know, you can trade, like, choose to, like, okay, I'm going to start a Capcom game. I'm going to start an SNK game. And you can trade between them. Uh, so that's kind of cool that they implemented that. Oh, whoa. So you can, like, do it in the game? Like, you can interchange uh-huh. characters from one to another to build, like, a ultimate deck or something like yep. that? Nice. And that's awesome because you don't have to, you know, drop the, I think, $350 per cart. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure that. it's, yeah, I'm sure it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, expensive. it's ridiculous. But, um. Yeah, because it's like seven ninety nine or something, right? On the eShop, it's like dirt cheap. Yes, yes. And um, it's a good game. Uh, UI is an issue, though, because uh, like if you want to look at your cards, if you want to see the ability, sometimes you have to like, you know, like select data. You don't see all the issues. But like it's, it's an older game, but it's, it's very fun. It's very rewarding. And like it's not just about the battle system, too. The actual like card collecting deck building part is very fun. It's kind of like a collect them all sort of attitude because, um, uh, you know, you walk around uh, the world you like uh, battle other trainers, you know, kind of, so to speak. And uh, you get cards from that. You can um, like, there's all these sorts of um, gotcha type machines. You can get cards from and stuff like that. It's very fun, kind of addictive. It's its own like little uh, like loot box um, wheel. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, great game. When, when you, when you say walk around, is there like a, is there like an overworld type thing? Is it kind of like a yes. RPG or what? Like uh well, I don't, it's not exactly RPG. It's, it reminds me a lot of uh, kind of like the Pokemon, like old school open world, but um, yeah. not as involved. Like you're not really getting into like random encounters. You're but and um, it's more of like um, more of like a theme park. You know, you go to these different locations, you interact with the different locations, and then the more you play the game, the more you collect your decks, the more you can do. It's pretty simple. It's not super like it's not as like complicated as an RPG, but. Um, it plays a huge role in the game. Like the whole, like running around trying to get the cards you want is it's super fun and it's very addictive. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, no, I didn't, like I said, I didn't know anything about it, but I was intrigued just because of the, the Neo Geo pocket color and all that. And I'll have to, I'll have to check it out now because yeah, I didn't, I didn't really know what to think of it. And that's really cool that you played it because uh, you're the only person I've talked to that's, that's played yeah, it. So I could be like, definitely yes. recommended. You have to get in like the retro mindset though. You know what I mean? Like the, you know, have to kind of get rid of the, modern uh luxuries that we have no <laughs> no i hear like, i hear it. is there any yeah. sort of like save state or anything like that like they probably didn't didn't adapt it in any way like that right it's still the same okay well yeah and i'm, I'm glad you brought that up because the pocket color selection is great in like kind of game preservation because um if you get the actual like selection they like you can even see like 3d carts and stuff like that um like in like even the box art and stuff it's really cool um and my only complaint is uh they only have like a few second rewind and most of the games have been fighting games and that works great. You know, you don't need to save state. You only need to rewind a few seconds if you just yeah. like want to undo a, like last few mistakes. 
but that doesn't work for this game. You know, like if you make a series of mistakes, like it's, it's not even like one move isn't even enough for the rewind. So they really needed to implement a save state. And that's probably its biggest downfall. Oh, that's it too doesn't bad. have like that. Yeah. Yeah I, was, yeah. I was wondering about that, but there is, but there is like a rewind of sorts, right? It just doesn't go probably yeah, doesn't like go back seconds. far as much as you would like it to. Yeah. Cause it could, yeah. Cause you might've fucked up like a couple rounds ago and you can't, can't go back to that. So that's, a shame. yeah, I was really missing the rewind uh, feature for Banjo Kazooie, but I always miss, miss it for the 64 stuff, you know, and it's, it's a shame that it's only exists on the super Nintendo and NES and Genesis stuff for Nintendo switch online. So that sucks. Yeah. Actually Banjo Kazooie is the first time I jumped into the uh, N64 emulation on switch because I just haven't had time. I'm, you know, playing everything. <laughs> yeah. It seems like uh, you have to cover a lot. Yeah, um, I saw there was complaints. I don't know if they fixed it, but like Banjo-Kazooie seemed like it was pretty good. It was responsive. I mean, I saw people complaining about like, um, you know, short or like long response times, you know, like input lag. Um, I wasn't really getting much of that. Mm -hmm. But I don't know how you all feel about that because uh, I haven't really played many of the emulated N64 games, like I said. I think it's got the same, you know, hangups a lot of 3D games do, especially from that era, so... I've seen people complain about the camera and it's like, well, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> well, that, I mean, that, that comes with the territory though, I think, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. with, with the game. I mean, it's as far as like, a, as far as like lag though, I didn't feel like it was laggy. I don't think. Okay. Cool. Inle- yeah. unless, I didn't notice a lag either. Unless you hook up your Bluetooth uh, headphones to it, then it gets all, again, it gets all, right. all fucked up, which I, which I've talked about before on this show. I don't know if you've tried doing that yet, but when, no. whenever I, whenever I'm like playing wirelessly with a controller, and I do the Bluetooth also, the, it gets all fucked up. And the controller's like all super laggy and it just doesn't feel right. Like everything feels really slow and it's just not right. And once you turn it off, it goes back to how it's supposed to feel. But I noticed that was the big problem for me with the, with the, and I, and I can, I can do it handheld if the Joy-Cons are connected and I have, and I have the Bluetooth on like that, that works fine. But if you, if you do it with the, with the Bluetooth controller, it just doesn't work for me at all. So that's that, which, which is unfortunate, but. I don't know. Switch, switch problems, I guess. Yeah, I haven't gotten any complicated setups like that, so I haven't had a chance to try that out, but that's too bad. So I always, whenever these games get brought up, these Neo Geo games, I always think about the, which game was it that had the two player on the same screen where the orientation was weird, where it was like upside down, split in the middle, and you should use a Joy-Con to control the game as though you're playing two player. You know what I'm talking about, Trey? It's a pocket color game that's on Switch. Yeah, it's a it's a fighting game, but it's uh to emulate the two player mode, it divides the screen in half and you play lengthwise two player that way. Oh, I don't know. Did did the SNK Capcom one do that? I think it might have been the one. I mean I have that one, but I never played I never played two player on it. Like you would hold it kinda like how you would uh the old the old WarioWare games where you could play like where you could each hold one yeah. side of the of the Game Boy and play a two player game, mm-hmm. like that type of thing. Because yeah, WarioWare on Game Boy Advance did that. Because I remember I used to play used to play those games on the Game Boy Player because you could use like more than one controller for it and it would work all right. Did you ever play Pocket Rumble by chance? The game that it was a it's like a new game, but it's made to to be a game for Neo Geo Pocket Color. It's like it's like a fighting game. I, th- I think they actually made an actual cart for it. No, they, they would play it's... on the. It's it's pretty cool actually. Uh, I guess one one of my one of my YouTube claims to fame is I I recorded the soundtrack for that and put it on YouTube because it wasn't on there yet. So I so I put a bunch of songs from that game on there because nobody else did. But it was a cool game. Like it it totally feels like a Neo Geo Pocket Color game, but it was like new, 
And no, I'm actually kind of, uh, it's blowing my mind. I hadn't heard about this. I'm um, putting in my wish list right now, at least, because I'm definitely going to play this. Yeah, it came out like, I mean, it, it came out like a few years ago, I feel like. I mean, I think it came out like, shit, it might have even been like the first year, or the, like 2017 or 2018. 2018, like yeah. Yeah. So it's been around for a while, but but it's cool. It's a, you know, if you're looking for more uh, Neo Geo Pocket Color fun, I, I definitely recommend that game because it's yeah. I'm a little cool. bit of a sucker for the Neo Geo Pocket Color stuff because um, you know, like for being um, kind of like the old retro games, they are extremely good fighting games. I mean, I remember the era that was like early 2000s handhelds. I mean, like it, they feel kind of old for their time, I guess, because like early 2000 handhelds are getting a little bit but anyways um my point is uh you know these games always had all these concessions um you know like graphically or control wise but like these smk pocket color fighting games actually feel really good they're very good fighting games especially the um the match of the millennium the uh smk versus capcom that's oh yeah that's probably the best one honestly but um very good like i would honestly play that for fun which um it's great it's fun, yeah. funny that i say that because uh i do play a lot of games for review i mean that's mostly <laughs> why i'm playing games so if i say i play a game for fun that's high praise <laughs> and, I, and i forgot to mention that you're from third coast review oh yeah i always well, didn't plug the website these... yet so Feel free to feel free. Yeah, I always forget to do that. I'm very bad at um, self promotion, but yes, Third Coast Review. Well, I mean, we'll yeah. definitely have you give all the links and all that at the end, but I wanted to mention it at the beginning as well. Yeah, it, it, I'm sure. Like, I, I know you. I know you guys cover a lot of stuff. I'm sure it's hard to balance gaming for you and gaming for the job. And if there is even gaming for you left after all that, I mean, I kind of feel the same way about this show, and I don't even get. Well, we, I mean, we have like a small Patreon, but you know, we're most of, most of my, that's why I've, I have a PS4, but I don't play it because most of my gaming has all been Nintendo stuff for this show. But the reason we stuck with Nintendo stuff was because uh, Jeremy and John and I, we've always big, been big Nintendo fans. So, I mean, that's what we play the most of. So it's mm-hmm. best to kind of just center around that. I mean, I guess a lot of the games I do play for fun are definitely Nintendo games, but um, it is, uh, it's a balance. I mean, coming up on the busy season, so I'm getting keys left and right now. So I got to got to get going on them it's good to, it's always good to play stuff ahead of time though right yeah well yeah i guess uh people are always talking about access and how fun it is to get um you know like review keys uh it's kind of cool i guess i mean like none of my uh i don't really none of my friends are really big uh they play video games and i play video games with them but they you know like they have their own lives they don't really they're not impressed by me to getting like a game oh. key or something it's I think it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> we 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 have got we've gotten a cool we've gotten a couple for our shows. Like we we've had there was yeah. actually some people there was one guy that just sent me one out of the blue that I didn't even know. Like most of the time it was people that I had talked to before. But that but that that pirate oh, man, game yeah. like that we got a couple of years ago, like that was out of nowhere. Like I don't even know <laughs> like how they heard of us or whatever, but they're like, here, I review this. And I was like, okay, sure. Oh my God. Those are the best ones though, where they just reach <laughs> out and they, you know, give you a key. And I mean, like my heart always goes after those people. Uh, Cause they're usually smaller studios, you know, and I'm just like, I want to, I want to give you coverage, even if it is, you know, cause like third coast review isn't huge. We're not big by any means, but you know, like I want to give you some sort of spotlight. I, mean, I, I, I think, I think um, there's much more, I mean, for me, like, especially as, as it comes to like YouTube channels and stuff like that, I think it's much more interesting to see people who cover like the smaller games, especially for Switch, because there's so many of them. Because, yeah, there's there's going to be a million yeah. people re- reviewing, like, Pokemon Arceus and all that stuff. Like, you can find that anywhere. But I want to know, like, who's reviewing, like, like the card game that you were talking about. Like, you, you don't really see that much, too many videos of that. And, you know, I, I think it's more interesting to cover, like, the smaller stuff on there. Because, you know, there's so much stuff that releases, and it's really easy to just get just get lost in the shuffle. 
you know so yeah absolutely right and then the less opinions there are out there the more the game can just be like made to be you know bad because one person thought that or something oh yeah yeah that, that's annoying. That's annoying too. It's annoying when one, when one person says one thing and everybody's like, "Oh yeah, no, that's that's how it is." It's like, well, no, that they just said that. <laughs> like, go try it yourself. Well, but that's too much water. No, <laughs> she didn't even say that. <laughs> I know <laughs> too much water thing, and that game sucked anyway. <laughs> I, I bought it and I didn't care for it, but whatever. That's a, that's another Pokemon thing. But what was it? Uh, what, what was the other game that you've been playing? Oh yes, uh, Windjammers two. Um, another retro throwback it was like a game that looks like it's like you know got that 80s you know like um god kind of outrun style type style rather but it was actually made in the 90s for uh i think data developed by data east for uh the neo geo arcade um but this is a sequel to that game uh windjammers 2 and it's kind of like a uh um let me see like uh what did i say it's a bit like rocket league it's kind of like easy to get into, um, but there's like a high skill ceiling. Uh, well, okay, I guess I'm getting ahead of myself. It's it's like a um, it's a disc it's like a game. frisbee. And, something. Um, I, I played Windjammers one on Switch. Yeah. Like I got the first one, and I played a okay. little bit of it, but not but okay. not a whole lot. But I remember there was a sequel coming out. Yes, and um, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like air hockey meets volleyball, and I see a lot of people compare it to fighting games, and you know it's kind of an apt comparison too. Um, it's uh like um man i'm trying to uh like think of the best way to say that because i mean like uh it's not it feels a lot like a fighting game because it's very personal you know there's combos you can uh faint and trick out other players but at the same time it's a lot like rocket league where it's like very familiar type controls everybody knows how to play you know everybody can like recognizes volleyball everybody recognizes um air hockey you can get into it but this um the skill ceiling feels very high um, and I know there is a competitive circuit for it, at least the original Windjammers, and I think it went over to Windjammers too. But uh, unfortunately, there's no spectator mode because it's very fun to watch. Like it's a great party game. Get a bunch of people over. I mean, like except for you know COVID yeah. stuff, but like get a b- bunch <laughs> of people needs, over. Uh, uh, does, yeah. does it have online then? Does it have online multiplayer? It does. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, apparently, uh, it has bad. I didn't. This isn't my. Um, this was my experience. But apparently, a lot of people have a lot of lag. Like they get like high ping um but i know they use a rollback net code kind of like a fighting game style net code so i mean like uh it it runs well i didn't have any issues playing online i felt like it was pretty good and um the community seems pretty good i guess there is a competitive community but most of them are based out of france hmm. i guess <laughs> but um, when jammers uh yeah it's mean, a national sport there or whatever <laughs> yeah i guess when, i mean when, like when jammers is when huge jamming. in france yeah. but uh Super fun. It's it's great. It's great fun. I mean, there's not much to say about it besides, you know, like you throw a disc around. Um, it's it's one of those games that, uh, like I said, like you could just really you can jump in, play a few rounds or you can really get into it. Like it's super sweaty and like get really good at it. I'm kind of in the middle. I don't know how much it differs from Windjammers 1, though. I played Windjammers 1 like a little bit at the arcade, but I didn't I didn't play it when it came out on Switch. But yeah, uh, I guess they added new mechanics, but I can't speak to that. But yeah, super fun. Very yeah, I don't, I don't know if the maybe um, the original didn't have online. Like, I don't remember if it was there or not. But because uh, well, I yeah. just remember it came out next to a lot of other stuff, so I kind of got distracted and I didn't play it a whole lot. But I remember it looking cool, you know, at the time. Yeah, I probably don't even have it on my system anymore because I just I recently I got a I got an OLED like right before the end of the year, and I switched and I moved everything from one system to another, so I didn't like re-download every game that I that I purchased. 
I don't, I don't play handheld enough to justify getting an OLED. It's nice. It's nice if you do, but yeah, but yeah, if, if you don't, yeah, if you don't play handheld, it's, it's not, you know, I figured that I was really gonna, I was really gonna like it for, cause I, cause I do a lot of traveling job stuff and, and I was like, I'm looking at my old switch and I'm like, man, the bezels suck on this thing. I need a, I need a better one. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, yeah, I see that. I mean, it's definitely tempting, but I mean, it's just one of those things where you weigh, you know, it's like use scenario versus do they use the same docks? Like in, or the docks? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah they're, they're, the same, they're the same docks. Oh, yeah. cool. Okay. No, well, that I have a, puts me way more in the OLED camp now. Cause we have a ton of, do- I have like a dock on almost yeah, every one of me, our TVs, you know, go each room. Me too. Now. Well, I have, I have three docks now since since i bought a and that's uh well because originally because i bought the switch like you know the straight up regular switch and then i bought another dock because i wanted to have a dock in the streaming room and a dock in the living room and then i and then i we you know we have a tv in our bedroom also and i was like well wouldn't it be cool if i had a dock there too and i could play switch also in bed so which i know you can play switch in bed handheld mode but wouldn't it be cool to play it on the tv in bed (laughs) you know like that's kind of where my uh, well i mean that's what kind of where my brain was going so yeah now i have a it's just like my like i have chromecast on every tv it's the same thing now i have chromecast and switch docks on every tv so i can watch whatever i want and play switch on whatever tv i want to (laughs) so it's you know the essentials so that was part of it and and i and i kind of don't actually kind of don't like the dock for the oled it's kind of it's weird it's like bigger and kind of you have to kind of push it in there kind of like have to push it down versus i don't know what it is it feels it feels weird compared to the original docks but yeah no they all they all work the same and it's not i don't think it's actually bigger they just made the screen look bigger because of the bezels and all that stuff so but it is one of like when you play it on the TV for a while and then you and then you undock it and you're like, oh, hey, this thing is really pretty looking. I should just I, I should play it down on the TV. You, you know, I still find myself forgetting how how good the screen looks. But I do. But I do play it at work. Like I, I took it to work on Monday and I played it there. So, it's you know, I do I do play it out of the dock enough that I thought it was worth it. Plus, it uh, it holds the, the Joy-Cons on way tighter on the side. Like that was a re- another thing for me because my left Joy-Con kept slipping off of the of the older Switch and it just got really annoying and i think it's i think it's a thing like just your joy cons when they get worn enough they don't like attach as well and i feel like the attach things on the oled are like tighter like it feels like it holds it tighter on the sides so that's that's another cool thing about it but yeah i, I do have wind jammers on there <laughs> i have wind jammers one on there i did redownload it so i'll have to give it a give it a try and see what it was like i just remember it being like a cool looking retro you know sport thing and i, I think i wasn't very good at it probably also and that's what sort of Maybe bounce yeah, off that was my experience when I first started too. like put the CPU or, you know, whatever to easy and still getting trounced. But like, you know, like I said, um, you can it's more fun when you play against real people. But, you know, kind of have to have the competitive because my uh, I was playing against my wife. We play a lot of co-op games together. We don't play against each other, but we've been playing a lot of versus retro games. I think we we're busting out like NES oh, hockey nice. and playing that a lot. A lot of old baseball yeah, hockey's games. Fun. Um, like I, that game's that game's really cool. Yes. Yeah, that's that's a classic. I, I forgot it was like riding a bike, getting back into that. It's it's yeah. a very good game. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of fun. I mean, it's it's cool to have all that, especially if, if your wife has a Switch as well. You can play, you can do the online stuff like with the Nintendo Switch Online service and all that. When I was when I had I had COVID like a couple weeks ago, and I was trying to not spread it around the house, but my wife ended up getting it as well. But she's negative now, thankfully. Yeah. But um, I was playing in my room. We were still trying to hang out, so we so we played it. We played Donkey Kong Country two on online, 
with because you know because we both have Nintendo Switch online, so we just like jumped on there and just played that because we wanted to play a game but be in separate rooms in the same apartment. So, so we did that <laughs> while I was quarantining, you know. And it, and it's it's cool to to have that if you both have it, then you autom- then you have a game that you can just jump on and play together, you know. So that's that's always cool to have to have those games available and stuff like that. Oh yeah, I mean, um, I think that's like most of our lives. I mean, we have um, probably two of everything, so we could just jump in and play together. But lots of couch co-op stuff too, you know. Um, yeah. And did you want to did you want to talk about this other one on here as well? Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um uh I had a better segue for that at another point but we totally <laughs> oh, talked it's, over yeah. that. But, it happens um... sometimes. I, I <laughs> there's always stuff I forget that I'm like I have an idea and then and then I start talking about another thing and I never get to it. I'm like, man, this is a massively good jump off point. But anyways, super late to this one, uh Metroid Dread. I did not play it. I think uh when I got it in October, I put it in my Switch and I saw the title screen I'm like yeah. And then I got busy and I never got back to it. But I finally played it because I wanted to put it on my best of the games list. So I was a little or best of the year list uh, for last year. So I was a little bit biased. Sure. <laughs> I'm like, this is going to be on my best of list. I'm going to like this game. And well, I, I mean, did. I loved it. It's um, not every day we get a new Metroid game, right? <laughs> I mean, uh, true. Not, not, not that <laughs> we were because it ended up being our like best overall list for the year because we all put it at number two for, for all of our for all of our lists. Yeah. And uh, it was it, I, it wasn't like a. You know, I was like, I'll already I'll automatically put it on there because it's Metroid. But also it's like it is a Metroid game. So I was like, I have to play it because they don't come out that often, <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, um, I'm not going to because, you know, everybody talked about it forever. So I'm not going to talk about it too much, except for it was like coming home. You know, it was there's so many, uh, you know, references to the previous games in the series and just uh, a ton of Super Metroid references. And, you know, I just absolutely love Super Metroid. I mean, I have like, you can't see it on camera, but I have Super Metroid art hanging around my office. I mean, I absolutely love the Metroid series. And it was just, it was bliss, great controls. Um, best Metroidvania of the year, easily, <laughs> you know, which was, uh, you know, hopefully since, you know, it's one of the namesakes, but um, yeah, I mean, great game. Uh, I don't really have much to add beyond uh, what, you know, everybody's been saying for months. Did already, you, I but, mean, did you like, did you 100% um, it? Like, did you play it on hard? Like, uh, have you beat it more than one time? Like, what Like, what did you do on there? Well, I played it once, um, and I didn't 100% it, even though after I beat it, I went back, and I've I've been steadily going through the items. But now I think I got to, like, oh my God, I want to say some 70-something percent. And I've moved on. I, I don't have time. I do want to go back and play it on hard mode. I have like a list of games, um, like on a Trello board somewhere that like I want to return to. And it's just it's it's too big to ever, you know, actually go through again. So hopefully someday. Um, I always tell myself, too, I'm like, oh, on stream, I'm going to play all the Metroid games in order, like on original hardware, because, um, you know, I have everything. And, and that never happens. I don't <laughs> ever do that. But maybe someday. <laughs> It's always maybe someday, but um, if I do go back and uh, play it, I'm definitely going to play it on hard mode and try to 100% it because I absolutely love Metro Dread. One complaint about it, though, all the, um, I don't know, the, uh, God, I already forgot the bad guy's name, but the all those um, kind of like um, robot doppelganger fights you have to fight, not yeah. the Emmy fights, but you know yeah. what I'm talking about? The, too many, too many, too many of them, too, too repetitive. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of felt the same way. Yeah. I mean, it's been, we, we've never really had like a full like Metroid spoiler episode. I guess we did do a stream where we played uh, Streets of Rage 3 and, and, and or Streets of Rage 2 and, and talked about it. Jeremy and I did uh, for <laughs> Nintendo Switch Online. But yeah, no, I, and then we mentioned it before. That was, I felt like it had the, uh, what was it? The, the Arkham Asylum complex. 
if you remember the Batman Arkham Asylum where you fought like Bane like mm-hmm. 300 times in that game that it kind of felt like the same thing in this one where it's like yeah. you want to you like this guy well let's fight him again or let's fight two of them or like how about another one with a hat in this next area it's it's cool you know I just add a little extra thing in there but mm-hmm. it's like but I'm kind of tired of fighting these guys and also, you know, spoilers, there's, there's no Metroids in this game. <laughs> it's Metroid and there's no Metroids. Yeah, well, well super I spoilers, I mean. I know, kind of, but, but <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying there, there could have been part a part where, like, the evil bird guy, like, had a had like a collection of Metroids somewhere that Samus accidentally spills and you could just shoot some fucking Metroids. You know, like, I was. <laughs> no, that's totally Whoa. what I was waiting for. Like somehow, like, you know, like they have like an Emmy gets your DNA or something. And then like you wake up and there's a bunch of Metroids and then you go back into the kind of like in Super Metroid when they had the the space pirates made the Metroid clones. I thought you I for sure thought there was going to be like a bunch of Metroid clones or some Metroids you're yeah. going to fight at the end. But then you just got another one of those like Chozo fights. And yeah, that was the ultimate disappointment in that game. But, you know, otherwise nearly perfect. And because they said they said in the story that he was like collecting all this Metroid stuff, so so it's like yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. He has a bunch of them, and they'll spill out, you know. Because you know they they always find a way to put them in there. Like even in like Fusion, they found like weird ways to have them in there, and and it's like I don't know, it's kind of disappointing in that way. But I I still thought it was a great game, and it was designed really well. And what are uh, do you do you think uh, what are your th- I mean do you think Metroid Prime Four will happen this year? I don't. Um, I mean, like, I hope so, but I don't know. Like, I don't. I'm... It's been it's been three years since they uh, since they like announced that they were redoing it, that they were starting to like do it again with retro and all that. And when they did that, didn't they say that it was coming out in twenty twenty two, or they said it would take like three years or something like that? I'm pretty sure I remember the the day the the year being twenty twenty two. And I'm not saying that they have it done because you know COVID and all that shit, but. I think I think that originally that was the plan was for it to like come out now, you know, this year. So, I mean, I, I'm really I'm anxious to hear some stuff about it. And I think we will at some point because it's been a long time since we've seen oh, anything. Yeah. I mean, surely we'll hear something at some point, but I don't know if it'll be. This I mean, year. I think there's going to be I, I mean, we kind of talked about this on Slack. Jeremy and I did, but I think uh, I think we'll see something at E3 for sure. Like something like maybe E3 maybe just times, a trailer, but I think we'll see something. For Metroid Prime Four, isn't E three canceled? I, I mean, it's virtual again. Like it's not. Mm-hmm. I mean, as in, like it's not in person, is what I heard. Am I am I correct on that? You, you're you're uh, closer to the to the video game world than I am. Um, I mean, like I'm actually <laughs> googling it right now to see that because when you said it wasn't going to be in person again, I was like, isn't it? Because there's so many um, so many in person events we're doing this year, but I guess E3 doesn't look like it is. I've never actually been to E3. Oh, no. I don't know if you've yeah, I've never been never been either. No, John yeah. has. Your other other host ha- has been there, but he he lived in LA. So uh, well, he also had a friend who was doing a who was like developing a game that was that was there and had a booth and all that stuff. So so he finally finally got to go. But yeah, no, I I heard I heard recently that it was yeah that they're going virtual again, which yeah, that's what it looks probably like. Probably not a bad idea. With the, no, with I the, mean it's not. It's like it's like Russian roulette every time I go out and cover live events, and there's not that many of them. Even though it looked like this year was going to be a huge revival, even though you know, despite everything. Well, that last year, I mean, last year um, was. Yeah. I felt like a lot of stuff was like people were doing things again, but it's like, oh hey, uh, Omicron, and here we are. <laughs> so we you know, that was such a MGC. That was pretty sweet. Was that the, That's which a, one is the that? Uh, Milwaukee um, uh, Midwest gaming classic, which was a, uh, we, okay, we've gone cool. like every year for the past like five years or something like that. It's, it's like my favorite retro thing. And uh, yeah, we did, we did get to go last year because they, they canceled the one in 2020, but they, you know, 
they had one in what was it like? It was October, right? It was like towards the end of the. Was it, was it November? Even early okay. November. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was kind of like more towards the end of the at the end of the year. So they finally did do it, and then there was yeah, and then they're doing one in April supposedly. That's what they're saying. There's another one, 2022 April. Yeah, we were uh, trying to cover that, and um, they were arguing that uh, the you know not many people from Chicago come up. I'm like, wait, no, that's not true. And that's your proof. <laughs> yeah. we, we, we're there, <laughs> right? I, I mean, we're, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I know we're there, and I've seen. I don't know other people that live here come there as well. Maybe they didn't make as big as a big of a presence, but. I did feel like there was, but we covered it in 2019, I think, or 2018. I can't remember, but um, yeah, uh, I hadn't been back. I think whatever year Billy Mitchell uh, got lost his record and then made the statement at uh, Midwest Gaming Classic. I was there. That was the year we covered it, yeah. but I didn't. <laughs> we, we we talked to him on the show floor, and I and I wish I would have recorded him for the show, but mm-hmm. we I didn't record it, but we did talk to him directly. Oh was, my god, that was my exact walking around. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he was everywhere. He had that like white suit, and he was yeah. yeah. He fo- he followed me on Twitter for like a couple of weeks. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, Billy, Billy Mitchell's following me on Twitter, and then no, no. Why realized, when that happens? Yeah. Well, he realized I was not actually. I was joking when I was saying that he got a raw deal and stuff. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> We were trying to make a hashtag out of that. Uh, Billy Mitchell got a raw deal. Trying to get people to like to, yeah. to make that a thing. They say he probably got fired. Got, probably got tired of your wordle blocks. And he was like, "I'm." He's like, "I, I don't play this shit. I'm tired of seeing this everywhere." This was like he had followed me a long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> it was back when I was still doing Farmville. <laughs> yeah, I mean, wordle feels like Farmville. I think it's a. <laughs> I would say one one of my jokes was uh, that I told my wife was. Uh, was that Wordle is is like more contagious than COVID? It says like you remember when uh, Omicron was happening, and every time you you look, you check Twitter, or Facebook, you had a new friend that caught COVID. Now it's like a new friend who has a Wordle post on their page. <laughs> it's like it's become more like it's like I was like, oh my god, everybody has it now. Yeah, no, I mean like our website covers more than uh, just uh, video game stuff, but my. Uh... Like our managing editor, uh, our screens editor, the stages editor, all playing it and asking me why I'm not writing about Wordle. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> they're all they're all playing it, and I'm not even playing it. But Janet I actually wrote something I, about it. Janet Garcia, she wrote oh an sure about yeah it. yeah friend of ours also we, we used to go to MGC before she became a superstar <laughs> before she went to LA and worked for IGN and all these other stuff. But um. Yeah, I mean it's. I mean, granted, I've never played it. It's just become one of those things that it's too too many people play it that now I don't want to play it. That's, <laughs> that's no, way, I actually that's the way um, my mind works. I'm like, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want to play it. It's it's too cool now. Now it's. But my everywhere don't care. My wife loves word games. So I've been playing it a lot. I've been we've just been kind of doing it together. But um, so, yeah, I mean it's it's fun. It's it's like a once a day thing. So it's not even like a game you play. It's just like something you do. I would yeah. It's, Whatever, flash in the pan. I don't know if it has longevity. I don't think it does. It's just uh, one of those. This is what the world needs right now. Moments. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like a draw together or not draw together. What was that? Oh, uh, draw I something. About it. Draw something. Yeah. It was draw something, and it was like ten years ago. I think it would be when it was popular. Oh yeah, I played. I played the crap out of that game. Everybody played that, and then it just stopped. One day, it just ended. Jess and I like kept kept playing like for like a year after everybody stopped i feel like we, we, we kept doing it just because whatever it was fun i don't know i like drawing stuff more than word stuff or whatever <laughs> remember mafia wars sorry no and I, I never i don't know what mafia wars is is that another uh it was a facebook game social media 
Or no way, that was MySpace thing. actually. No, I, I never played Mafia Wars. I didn't play Farmville either. So I, I don't think I don't think Wordle was is. I think Wordle is higher than Farmville ever got. Farm Farmville was just annoying. You know, maybe like I knew like two people that played that. It's it's a like a Sudoku. It'll be like Sudoku. Everyone stopped talking about Sudoku after a while. Sudoku's still good though. It's fine. It's because they stopped making Brain Age games with it on there. I so think they I just forgot. start. I finally started to notice repeats in the the puzzles, so I stopped playing them. We're just kidding. Because <laughs> <laughs> there, there are no repeats. I totally on Sudoku. with that. Because you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they can. Because they're like never the same, or it'd be really hard to make it one the same. Anyway, is 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 that what you've been playing for the week? Uh yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it. Um. Oh man, playing so much more. But I mean, like, yeah, that's the most Nintendo relevant. Sure. I, I play. I play everything all the time. Well, uh, let's let's talk about Banjo Kazooie just because. Uh, did, I, you, did you play it, Jeremy? Did you get a chance to? A little bit. Oh, you haven't even played it. Oh well. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you, I, you ran played... around, I ran around the opening area a little bit. Yeah, I uh, I've I've been trying to play it. I've actually I rage quit it twice, but it's just because uh, I don't know some just some stuff in that game just doesn't really doesn't click with me as well. I don't, and granted, I haven't played this game since like I don't know nineteen ninety nine or two thousand or something. Like I have, I haven't played it since I played it on sixty four, and it wasn't one of those games that I like would go back to a lot. Like I remember playing it when it came out, I remember really liking it when it came out, but it wasn't like I don't know. I didn't go back and play it much, and I, and I do, and I do still have it, but I don't know. Like uh, Conqueror's Bad Fur Day is more familiar to me to, to, than that game, so it's kind of weird seeing all the characters with the eyeballs in there and having them not like mm. you know yell, ex- ex- not like uh, say fuck you to me or whatever when I when I see them. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm waiting for them to like yell shit at me, like like and, and conquer and just have like weird weird voices and everything. They they have that like borderline um, edgy '90s humor though, especially um, like uh, you know the oh my god, which one's the bird? The bird interactions, yeah, like always talking smack and actually, yeah, yeah the 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 Kazooie goggles interaction is pretty amazing. Like I did, I did really enjoy that. Like while goggles is telling you to do stuff, and they just keep like throwing shade at each other back and forth like they just hate each other and it's i expect i forgot that in there that there was some really good writing there from back and forth so i was like that that's cool but but i do i do think that the overworld is confusing as fuck like seriously like i can't really find at a really hard time finding levels it's like everything is like really weirdly spread out and there's no like rhyme or reason to it it's not like I don't know. I mean, I, I granted I've played Mario sixty four a million times, but I think Mario sixty four is a much better game than Banjo Kazooie, is what I'm saying between the two of, especially as far as the overworld goes, because the overworld in Mario, it's like here's where the levels are. There's some doors. They're all next to each other. Here's second level. Here's some doors. They're all next to each other. That's how you find them. This one is like there's no like form to anything. It's like here's a here's a random door over here that might go to a place where you can hit a thing where a, where a, a, where like a pipe comes up and you can jump and get a golden feather there but there's nothing else there and then you got to go down this other thing and try to like go through the whatever it's it's stupid like i was having a really hard time finding levels in there i'm like this is confusing as fuck like seriously like i mean and i've been playing the shadowgate remaster and i think shadowgate is less confusing than uh than the overworld wow. of banjo kazooie <laughs> like seriously i could figure out Ban- i could figure out shadowgate but uh and i also like shadowgate a lot better than banjo kazooie returning to both of them at around the I same time. I mean, when time. you think about it, Conquer had a nice overworld, but it was kind of confusing the way it was laid out, too. You just got more 
Yeah, but Conker wasn't like time. But Conker wasn't like inside of a place. Like that's also another thing where Conker is like outside. Like there's a pathway, there's like mm. a castle in the background that you can see. Like Conker's like the way that it was designed is much better. Like this is just kind of like a whole bunch of tunnels inside of a cave. And it's like, okay, I don't know. I don't no, know you totally it's... nailed that on the head, the inside outside thing. Cause I was trying to figure out what made it more confusing. It's like, yeah, it's it's like almost like the um what was that? Fallout three metro. I don't know if you guys played that game, but I, like, I, just... I did not. Okay, just a horrible labyrinthine series of tunnels. That's what the um, Banjo Kazooie overworld is. And and also, Um, it's like you you find like there'll be like a painting, and it's like okay, uh, put all your jigsaw pieces on here, and it's like cool. And then it shows like a a treasure chest open or something, but that's not in the same room. That's like three or four rooms away from there. It's like what the fuck, man? Like it's I've I've unlocked stuff that I don't know where it is. Like I I put a, I put a bunch of jigsaw pieces into the fucking painting, but I don't know where that door is that I can go to. I don't even think I can get to it because I don't have enough fucking musical notes note yet or something. (laughs) It's so stupid. I don't know. The key is to use your, uh, (laughs) use your capture to do a little video and then you can go back and look later. Yeah. But it still doesn't show you like where to go. It's just like, here's, here's a treasure chest that opened. It's like, cool. Okay. I don't know where the fuck that is. It's like, all right. I don't know. Like I've I've only gone to three levels. I went to I went to Treasure Trove Cove. I did the the mountain one, Mambo's Mountain, whatever the first one mm. is, and the swamp level. That's that's all I've all I've really played. And uh what was it? The the first I think the first time I rage quit was uh, I was trying to use the N sixty four controller and it just didn't just did not work well for me. And I like using the N sixty four controller for stuff like uh Paper Mario. I feel like that works better because it uses the C buttons for a lot of stuff, but I don't know. I think this just feels better with dual analog, even though it isn't really dual analog, but it just, I don't know. I die less like that, I guess. You know, there's so many like tiny walkways that you can, that you can, that you can walk on that's really easy to fall off of. And I felt like having a better stick for that makes it easier for me to not walk off. Also, I actually, I think the first time I rage quit was once I realized that you had to get like a hundred musical notes, like in one life. And if you lose a life, you have to start back at the beginning. Like that was what pissed me off about it. Cause I got 70 musical notes and then I died really stupidly. Like I walked off a ledge and I died from fall damage and I'm like, this is stupid. So I, so I quit the game <laughs> and it was really annoying. And yeah, that'll happen. And it was like, I, I was so pissed that I, cause I was, you know, I got, I got all the way through the first level, got everything like no problem. And then in the second one, I, I, I died and I lost all the stuff I was getting, like all the Jinjos and all the, and all the musical notes and all that stuff because you have to get it all in one thing, and then and then and then I got killed by something else, and I'm like, fuck this game, so I quit for a while. But while I was work, I, while I was at work, I was playing it, you know, because it's a pretty good like background game, you know, to just kind of fuck around with it. You don't have to pay that much attention to. And everybody, like, uh, probably like three or four people at work, like, was all like, oh hey, is that Banjo Kazooie? Like a lot of people like recognized what it was, you know. So it means that Banjo has some has some staying power, I guess, right? People are like, oh, I know, I know what that is. There it is, you know. Now it's portable. But but uh, I've I've actually kind of I've started doing what I do in Shadowgate as well, where I just like save constantly. I save all the time. Like whenever I do anything, I save. Like do the do the save state because, like I said, I really wish that this had a rewind button because you might just accidentally walk off a cliff and then you're dead, and you're like ninety musical notes or whatever that you have is gone and you got to start all over again and it's like yeah you just it would just really be nice to just like just let me just take it back 30 seconds so i won't just like accidentally walk into that whatever i did you know and and there's stuff that and there was like there's you know there's like the that one uh the treasure grove has like the 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 shark that like eats you and you have to mm. you know and that can like easily kill you if you're not careful so you have to 
And like you run out of honeycombs eventually, so you can't get your life back. Like I was, I was walking around Treasure Trove Cove. It had to have been for like two or three hours trying to find like these two magical notes, which ended up I I found out later I couldn't find them because they're not because you can't see them because of the way the forced camera angle is. Like I just basically looked on Google and I was like, what are the two what are the two musical notes that nobody can find in, in Treasure Trove Cove? And I found it on Reddit and somebody's like, yeah, it's in the fucking shell. And you have to walk towards the screen, and then you see them. But you'll never see them if you don't, like, walk into the screen, because they're never on camera. I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> like, it's a, it's like something I missed because of a forced camera angle that you can't, where you can't even change the camera angle. So I had I had my own problems with Banjo-Kazooie this, this time around. It's like, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, no, it's no rose-colored glasses for me, I guess. I'm like, this game is, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I'll make it all the way through. It's, uh, it annoys me more than, than most uh, N64 games. I will say you get stronger as you play it. You know, you get more moves and stuff. So yeah, there's all there's also too many moves. As well. It does get <laughs> it gets more fun after a while. Like I feel like you have, too, to much, say you gets, have too much shit to do, or I have too many. I don't know. It, yeah. There's there's a lot of st- like a lot of people Honestly, blame. As far as a collectathon goes, this is like if you were going to actually try to get everything, this is the one because it just gets worse after this. And, no, you know, no, I know that subsequent I, rare games. And, I was going to say, like, Donkey Kong 64 is always, like, gets a bad rap for, like, the collectathon, but this game is pretty bad, too, as far as collectathons go. Bad. Like, I didn't realize how, but it is, like, as dumb. Like, it's like, I don't want to collect 100, 100 music notes and, and eggs and mambo and mambo skulls and, and, like, red feathers and green feathers. And there's just a lot of stuff in there that's like, <laughs> do we need, do we need all this stuff? Like, really? I don't know. But it, and I, and I was like and I'm trying to compare it to like Mario 64 because yeah in Mario 64 you have to collect a hundred hundred coins in every level to get all of the stars and all that but but it's not every coin you don't have to get every single coin in the level you just have to get a hundred coins you know so you can miss some but this is actually you have to find every single musical note in every, in every level so that can be annoying in its own way so I don't know it just wasn't. I expected it to be just like, oh, this will be fun playing Banjo-Kazooie again. But I was kind of like, uh, I was just, I was just uh, bumping into a lot of stuff. And I think, yeah, I think Conquer, I think Conquer is a much better game. And I never got lost. I didn't, I didn't, I was never confused about where to go in Conquer. Because I felt like everything was a lot more, was just a lot more streamlined in that game. And this one, I have no idea where to go. <laughs> as far as, like I was saying, I got lost really, really easily in the overworld and, that's annoying because I, I like to have I like to have a you know different places that I can just go to when I get tired of one level you know and the second time I rage quit was because uh, I was in the swamp level and I became the little fucking alligator and I was playing the game where you have to eat those little Pikmin looking guys in the ground like the red and the yellow ones and I tied the guy and he killed me I tied we got the same we we tied and he's like I won and then he ate me and then I died and I'm like I don't want to play this game anymore. <laughs> that part's really hard i remember that yeah it's just like it's just some of them are just not fun like some of the jigsaw stuff is just not fun for me and i'm just like okay i've had enough of this so that's my uh that's my banjo kasui experience thus far but I, i'm glad it's on there i know i know it was the one it was the one i was excited about the most of the nintendo switch online stuff but it's still kind of like i don't think it's aged that well be more excited that it's rare coming back to nintendo Microsoft supporting Nintendo even. I'm glad I'm glad it's on there. It just it just wasn't as fun to play as I thought it would be. 
when when I, uh, you know, but I'm still, you know, I'm going to still try to get through it. I don't know. The swamp level is not necessarily fun. Like I haven't really, I don't think there's a whole lot of fun stuff in there, but I do want to get to like that, that area with the seasons and all that. I thought that was cool. I remember thinking Mm -hmm. that was cool. So I don't know, but I don't, I mean, I know, I know I'm like kind of biased, but I think it has nothing on Mario 64. I think Mario 64 is much much better, (laughs) is much better and much, much more playable and much easier to just, to just like, you know, find shit in that one, I think, than, than this one, especially as far as like telling you where to go, like for where the next level is and all that stuff. But it's collectathon. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the, I've heard people say it's more of an exploration game, and whereas Mario is more of a platformer. But I don't know. I don't want to. Collect. I don't know. There's hidden stuff in Mario too. I think it's exploration too. Yeah, but it's not. But you don't have to. I don't know. The only thing you really have to collect is is hearts or is um coins. And it kind of sucks that you know there's the honeycombs, but like the but like the jiggies and like the and the whatever else other things don't give you life back. It's only the honeycombs. So. And those can completely disappear. Like you get to put to the point where there aren't any in the in the level anymore. You know, there's not like there's no like spinning hearts or anything like that, like Mario sixty four had. So it can make it a lot more annoying. So whatever. But I also I, I bought a game called uh, RPG Golf Legends, which is an RPG golf game that came out on Switch. I got it because it was on sale. It's like thirty dollars regularly, and it was on sale for twenty three ninety nine. But it's it's kind of fun. I know it's like a cheaper game, and I guess it's a sequel to a mobile game. Is what I heard. It's a Chemco game, okay. but um, it's a uh, it's weird. It's it's a lot. It's different than any other golf RPG that I've played. So that's cool. I, I like I like the differences of it. I'm I'm struggling to think of other gar- golf RPGs. I guess um, like Mario Golf is like what I would compare it to. Oh, okay. Like okay. Mario, like Mario Golf on the Game Boy Advance. Mario Golf had more RPG stuff to it, or like a Golf Story, of course. Yeah, on Switch okay. would would be another one, but it's not it's not really like that. It's more, uh, you know, it, you're like in a world where where golf has been like banished or whatever. Golf doesn't exist anymore. Like nobody remembers it. And then you find this like golf club wizard. You, you like find this golf club spirit in the water, like in the lake that teaches you about golf and all that. The, the story's stupid. It doesn't really. You don't really have to pay. That no, that much sounds awesome. Yeah, you're actually yeah. kind of selling me with the story. Yeah. <laughs> you, you find you find this golf spirit in the water, and it and it does kind of make fun of itself, which I think is cool. Like you, you you wake up in your room, and there's two. There's like two pedestals next to your bed that have two books on them, and one book is 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 what golf is, and the other book is what an RPG is. So I wanted <laughs> to. I was gonna. I actually captured it because I wanted to put it on Twitter and be like. Well, here, here's what an actual RPG is, because it told you right here. It basically says that it only has to be in a fantasy setting, which I don't think I actually agree with, but but that was there. <laughs> That's what they say RPGs are. But it's definitely making fun of itself, like like the like the the uh, cl- the club spirit that you find in the water is like, hey, you know, you're going to be a golf legend because it's in the title of the game, you know. So that's what you're going to be. So like mm-hmm. they're it's like they're they're like breaking the fourth wall and all that, you know. They know they know that it's silly and all that, and so they make jokes and there's some funny stuff in there that I thought was pretty cool. And and as far as like I think it looks good, it's like a Super Nintendo style game that the music's pretty good as well. But you uh. You basically, you know, you, you get like your golf clubs to golf with, but you also use them as a weapon, like you use them like a sword to fight people in the town. So that's like where the RPG aspect comes from, I guess. It's like action RPG where you hit people with your golf clubs. So that's so that's how you level up with the, in the game is getting like a better set of golf clubs. And uh, when and you and you kind of like as I was saying, grinding for hole meter uh, for to fill your hole meter is basically you you fight guys and you have like a you have like a golf hole meter. 
that needs to fill all the way and use the energy from that to unlock a new golf hole that you could play on. So that's kind of how it works. So you don't get like whole courses, you get like holes from fighting characters in the game. And there's like, there's sub quests and main quests and all that. But that's the basis of the game. It's just like trying to find all of the golf holes or trying to like release the golf holes because they're like sealed by this, by this crystal, or whatever that you have to use the, the golf hole, the golf hole meter to, to get rid of the crystal to open the, to open the hole. And then you can play the hole and get some of it back. And like that, it's like I said, it's kind of a fun, silly game to just, uh, if you like, if you're a sucker for golf games, like I am, I think it's, I think it's worth playing. So it's a bit, it's a good podcast game because you can kind of just like play it in the background while you're listening to something else or like while you're editing or whatever, you know, if you're doing something else or working, you know, it's good, uh, it's a good kind of mindless game to run around and do stuff too. But it actually ended up being a lot better than I thought it was going to be. And I, I almost didn't get it. Like I almost didn't get it. Cause I saw somebody like gave it like a six or something like that, which is like what we were talking about before about mm-hmm. seeing one person's review. Cause it only has like two reviews maybe cause it's just a small game, you know? And I was like, Oh, well somebody didn't like it. And then I watched the, watched the video again. And I was like, you know what? I think it looks great. So I'm going to buy it anyway. And I was actually happy that I bought it. Cause I thought it was, you know, it's, it's charming and silly and, uh, it's, and it's pretty simple as far as the golf mechanics go. And you could say that there's a little bit more RPG than golfing, but it doesn't bother me. Like it's a, it's something I'll probably play through. Cause I, cause I don't think it's, I don't think it's really that long, but it's, it's a good, like silly, silly distraction. If you like, if you like golf games and that type of thing. And, uh, there's one, there's one more thing, um, just because, and we're going to talk about this more as like our topic, but, uh. When we mentioned it last week, but Pokemon, you know, Pokemon um, Legends Arceus was leaked. So uh, I watched some of it on Twitch because I just wanted to know what the game was. So I did watch okay. people play it illegally on Twitch and all that stuff. And I probably saw some spoiler stuff that I shouldn't have seen. But it did. But I did realize. I don't know why I didn't think about this, but I didn't realize that like it's a prequel to uh, Diamond and Pearl and all that stuff. So I started playing Shining Pearl again. Because I never beat those games, and I was like, well, I, I probably won't know what they're talking about in Legends when I get to it. So I started playing that game again, and it's, you know, it's it's still really simple, and I'm not I'm not really a huge fan of the chibi style art in there. I think I think the game looks like it looks great like half the time, like like when you're in the battles, it looks great, but when you're walking around in the top down chibi thing, it just looks weird. I don't know. I kind of wish it was all in the other style and not just like flip from one to the other. But I've been trying to just get through it because I know that there's a lot of stuff in Arceus that that has to do with that game, and I, and I never and I never beat that one, so I'm like, well, maybe I'll miss some of the story stuff. But I do think Arceus looks great. But but we we can get into that later. But that's uh that's what I've been doing for the week. Yeah, so I didn't play as much banjo, believe it or not. At this point, I feel like I would rather just play Tui, which you bought me Trey a couple months ago, so I have it. I figured you would be on banjo just because I don't know because you like the game and you you played it before. I do like it. Um, but I've played it a lot, so going back to it feels a little more tedious for me since I've played through it somewhat recently. But uh, I did get my 8-Bit Doe Pro 2, oh, so that's go. nice. So now the whole podcast has that controller. It's super awesome. It connects like a dream to all my consoles. We've talked about it before on the podcast, but it's got like a switch on the back, so you can just switch between your different things you paired it with, and it just connects like right away. It's awesome, so I love it. When I bought it, though, I thought I should grab this, too. And it's made by 8-Bit Doe, but it's the clip for the, the phone. Oh, weird. Okay. Oh, so did you... Does it work with your iPhone? Can you use it? Yes. Oh, wow. Yes, I okay. can play, uh, which I 
I mean to finish Fantasian eventually. Or oh, Fantasian, Fantasian yeah. <laughs> but it, it does work with that, this yeah, also. That game. Yeah, also. It, it also works with your uh, with your tablet, right? Have you have you used any of the eight bit dose at all? No, I have not. In fact, um, I was looking it up right before I got on here because I saw it was in the notes and I was kind of curious about it. Um, <clears throat> I don't know that much about it. Maybe you can give me like an overview real quick. Is it just is it just a Bluetooth controller? Uh, yeah, I mean it's yeah. it, it's my it's my personal favorite controller for the Switch. Like I I don't I don't really um this is the newest one. This is the 2.0, which has uh-huh. a little switch on the back where you can switch it from like uh from like PC to Switch easily. There's also like a little button in the middle where you can um you can like uh there's an app where you can change what the buttons do, and all you have to do is push that button to go through the the different profiles. Uh, so if you want to like what I do is you know I like to play everything inverted. And sometimes games don't have inverted sticks. So I, I basically have two profiles created where, where the left stick is inverted and the right stick is inverted. So anytime, if at any time there's a game that won't let me invert the sticks, I just press that button a couple times and it'll switch it to where they're the right way. And I, and I actually did that a bunch when I was playing Shin Megami Tensei 3 because there's this part where you have to like fly around and, and, you, and it's not inverted and you can't invert it. And I would just hit the button and just fly through that part of inverted and just hit it again and I'm back to the regular control, and it works really well. There's also a couple extra buttons on the bottom that you can that you can assign to extra stuff. Yeah, those are are those programmable to anything you want them to? Because I was noticing that I don't. Well, you, you can't make it be like a series of buttons, but you can make it whatever button. Like if you want extra like X or Y buttons or something, you could put oh, like a there. single press. Yeah, it's a single yeah, press I, thing. I used to do that for Dark Souls. That'd be awesome for uh, Dark Souls on Switch because um, on my PC I used to use a controller so I can. Uh, Hold the run button. Um, God, I don't remember why I used to do it because, like, it's oh, because uh, the run button's like a weird, like the uh, B button, so you can't really like move. So you have to do like oh, claw, yeah. the claw grip, you know. So like, if yeah. you just program it to the run button, you can just run anytime you want, and that'd be great. Oh, if it's B, Dark then you Souls can't switch. You can't move the camera around either while you're. That's what it is. Which is yeah, always annoying. That, the camera. That's yeah. the worst. It's like don't do like don't make it. <laughs> it's like if you make, <laughs> it's like if you make shoot anything that's not the trigger buttons. It's like what the fuck? You can't like move like mm-hmm. while you're trying to shoot or whatever you know you can't walk around a name but no it's a eight bit dough was like i it's my favorite controller because i think it has like the best d-pad like it works really well for fighting games and i think it's just all, an all-around great controller like it's it, it, it basically looks like it's basically a Wii playstation controller. controller yeah well it, it, the i i guess i think kind of the way they made it it's like a super nintendo controller in the middle with like two analog sticks and then like uh and then the handles on the side but also it looks a lot like a PlayStation 3 controller or a PlayStation 4 controller, which I've actually confused them before where I where I picked well, up the wrong controller because they look exactly the same. I was going to say it shows up as a DualShock 4 when you pair it with uh, Android or with uh, the iPhone. Well, actually, no, the iPhone, it's, it shows up as 8-bit do now. But I wanted to show I bought, I did buy Stardew Valley on my iPhone this week and I can play it. Triple dip. Controller this way, yeah. <laughs> It was only five bucks. Uh, so yeah, now I've got three farms going, but uh, I can use the controller with the uh, tablet version. And it's great because it'll just connect as long as I like hold the button now. Cause I'm using my old 8-bit for this one. Just hold the uh, A button and then hit start. And then I've already, since I've already paired it up, it just connects. And uh, then I can do the fishing and stuff, which is, just works a lot better with the controller. So it's been pretty cool. The 8-bit just does so many things. I love it. Yeah, I, I think I think it's the best controller for the Switch. Like I, I was, I wasn't a huge fan of the Nintendo Pro controller that they did. So that was the. I love reason. the Pro controller. 
It's one of my favorite. My pro controller has so much use. It's like worn out. It's sitting right next. I loved it until it stopped working right. I don't like. Oh no! Well, you're 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 drifted, right? I think Jeremy drifted. Super drifty, yeah. Yeah, I I I I liked it until I tried to use the D pad for anything, and it's it's the D pad. Like I thought the D pad sucked, and it didn't it didn't work well on Tetris ninety nine. Like that was a big thing to the point where they had to actually add an option into Tetris ninety nine to where you know because it was doing. It was like pressing up when you weren't hitting it, so it was doing auto drops. So, so they added an option in there where you like, can like make it less sensitive, so it doesn't do it anymore, or you have to like press it down more for it to work, so it won't do it anymore with that one. I wonder so. if I just like compensated for that because I don't really have that issue. I've never heard anybody um, say they didn't like the Nintendo, but yeah, I mean, like obviously, uh, to each their own. So I mean, just I just love the Pro Controller so much. <laughs> Yeah, I could I couldn't get into it. And I think and the buttons are weird. They 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 remind me of the Sega controllers, which which aren't my favorite. Like the, well, like um, the did XB, you like B, the XB XYBA buttons? Did you like the Wii U Pro controllers? I don't know if um I did, yeah. I, I like okay. I liked them better. I liked them better, but oh, yeah, they're still I love that controller. Yeah. They're, mm-hmm. they're that's just, a good controller, yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that's that, the one with that has the meme about it that's like it's always charged. <laughs> right. The battery's so good on it that you always lose the charger. Yeah. Like when you need it, you can't find it because it's been so long, and it's because it's that stupid USB mini. I hate that. It's the Weird, same, like in between. Yeah. It's the same USB charger that that the PS3 used for those controllers for the mm-hmm. Dual for the yeah, DualShock yeah. Three. But I have a little, I have a little cradle that I can just put them on to charge. But you know, I really like the Wii U Pro controller, and I bought two Wii U Pro controllers, and I was also kind of butthurt that they had a new one for Switch. I'm like, I don't want another Pro controller. <laughs> and, and, and then and then Jeremy ended up buying me one, which was which was nice. Like you you picked one up and I paid you back for it. But I was like, it still just didn't feel right. And then the the Apito came around, and it's like I, I just like it because it's like it's a Super Nintendo controller with extra stuff. Added How much the Apito yeah. cost? I guess oh fifty bucks. Yeah, okay, the price is better. They're too, cheap. The they're cheaper too. So expensive. Yeah. The only I think the only thing the only thing you can't do is turn your is turn your uh, system on remotely with it. You can't you can't. Do Does that. it have a NFC, I don't think it does. I think you can. I I, I think you can All actually right. scan Amiibo on it, or at least the 2.0. That's what I read, like from the from their website, which I've never, never tried it, but I thought that they that you could. But yeah, Apido is is great, and they do. I mean, they do all. I bought a bunch of like wireless. I bought like the wireless NES controllers and Super Nintendo controllers for like the classic, the for the minis and all that stuff. And I have I have a ton of their stuff. Plus, they have the G-Bro adapter that you can buy, where you can hook up any like Wii controller or GameCube controller to your to your Switch, like or to your PC. Like that's really cool. It's like a little thing that's like this big. It's like twenty dollars. So I, I bought I bought a bunch of shit from there from them just because. And no, and Jeremy, like you can get like a thing where you can where you can like uh, reconfigure your old any Super Nintendo controllers into wireless controllers and stuff like that. I know Jeremy did that for uh, turned his old Super Nintendo controller into a into like a Switch controller. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of cool stuff that they have. So I I think they're I think they're a solid company. Uh, otherwise, as I said, Stardew. I think I guess I kind of technically beat it because when you talk to your grandfather, as long as he like says you're doing a good job, some people will say that you beat it. But I want to get all four candles, or it's like four yeah, flames. Depending on how well he he grades you, you'll get up to four, and I've got three out of four. So I have to get married, I think, and have a kid, and then. I'll get credits or whatever the closest thing to credits is in that game. But there's still a lot to do. And uh, a lot's been added since I played it last, since I played it all the way through. So I saw there was new content on the Switch version because I booted it up just to kind of see 
you know, to do a comparison of my farm. And for one, I, I, I'm better with my farm now because I learned. So even that one that I spent like 180 hours on looks shittier than the one I've spent. Like, I think I just hit about 60 hours on this version, but uh, I'm having a good time with it. I, I've upgraded my house all the way. I've got all the animals and stuff. So I'm just kind of cruising now. So yeah. Uh, does does uh, does your tablet fit into that like uh, clip thing that you have in your controller, or is it too big no, for that? It's too big. Yeah, but I, I mean, wish it did. The clip thing, I mean, it is kind of cool. It, it's sort of like the backbone, right? But not. I mean, it's cheaper. Way cheaper. Getting the backbone because yeah. the backbone's it, like a hundred dollars. This was fifteen, and I mean, it's official eight bit dough, so it just like it just works. You don't have to adjust it or anything. It just like clips right on. Does it? Does it hold your switch screen? Have you Have you tried doing that? I don't think it's wide enough. Oh, okay. Because I, I was like, I'm wondering how many things if it would do like since it'll hold your phone it, if it could do the switch screen also, and then you could kind of do your own like little handheld, eight bit dough thing there with it. It's not wide enough. I just tried. Yeah. It doesn't stretch out enough, but it'll do a pretty large phone, maybe a small tablet, but it works perfect for my little iPhone Mini because. It's a perfect size screen to play like something like Stardew Valley on. But otherwise, I played Wrestling Empire finally. And yeah. that's where my name, uh, <laughs> Mr. Batshit, came from because <laughs> I, did, I didn't really understand what I was doing. And it had you pick a character. And I'm like, I thought I got to create a character. I didn't realize you could just change the character once you pick them. Yeah. So. But and the, the thing that kind of sucks, though, you might like that character will always be like that. So like if you pick the character and you play the career mode and you accidentally die in the game, that character's like gone. <laughs> it's, it's like out, <laughs> it's like out of the roster now. So if you well, he doesn't exist anymore cuz I already changed him. So if you accidentally picked like a real wrestler or something like that and you want to bring him back, then you've already killed him. You know. So I guess there's that idea, but you you know, you don't really care about that stuff. And I don't think you really get access to like any of the really good ones at the beginning. You have to kind of unlock them, but I don't know mm-hmm. if you're familiar with the with Wrestling Empire, but it's a uh, it, it's like it's like it's an indie game made by uh, one guy Matt Dickey, and he's been making wrestling games for the past like 20 years or something like that. And it, it basically feels like an N64 wrestling game, but it has it basically has like his own versions of actual like legacy wrestlers and all that, but they have different names, and you can go through and change all their names to like the right ones, like Earthquake and Typhoon and Hulk Hogan, and even like Donald Trump and people like that are all in there. But it, but it's really silly, and, th- and there's a there's like a really cool career mode where you can, where you actually have to like sign with a federation, and you can like negotiate your your payment like per match and stuff like that, and that and you can be on like podcasts, and there's there's all this different shit that you can do, and you have to like, you have to like raise your popularity, you know, to try to ask for more money, and it's mm-hmm. and you and you want to you like start off on an indie circuit, and you want to get on bigger wrestling federations, but if you like if your popularity goes down, they might drop you, and you might have to get on another wrestling thing, and and you can die. You can die in the game too, like I was saying. Like you can actually straight up die, and then and then that's game over. And it'll show like a newspaper article about how you had a heart attack in the ring or whatever happened to you. <laughs> but it's it's pretty fun. That sounds awesome. I haven't heard about this. Um, so wait, it's a wrestling game, but it also has like all this management stuff on top of it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. They they. Okay. I mean, there's, there's a career mode that has a bunch of shit that you can do. It's kind of yeah. like. I know I was just talking about Stardew Valley, but it's like a similar kind of thing where somebody was just like, I'm going to make this game, but better this game that I loved. And <laughs> yeah, take, make a 64 game, but it. do all this other stuff. Yeah. And keep adding, like he keeps adding stuff to it. You know, it just keeps getting more and more big, but it's all been free updates. 
And it's like a, it's like a it's, it's like a fifteen dollar game or something like that. And there's a demo. There's a demo you can get, but it, it doesn't really give you an idea of how the career mode works. I think the career mode is where like a lot of the really the fun stuff is. But it it looks. I mean, it looks silly. Like as far as graphics go, it looks like a you know like a little bit better than a sixty four game. Oh man, it looks awesome. But honestly. it's but it's got like <laughs> it, it, it it like clips through stuff, and sometimes the characters will do stuff that you don't like. The AI is weird, like. And in, 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 it was one of my favorite games of last year, actually. It was my number 10. But uh, and, and I made a video for it on, on YouTube. And I, th- there's a scene where it shows, like, the coach just, like... Like, when I was playing, like, the coach, like, walks into the ring. And then he, like, jumps out of the ring and just hits the ground and starts screaming. And I'm like, I don't know why <laughs> he did that. But that's just how the game is. It just does this weird shit that makes no sense. Like, the AI is kind of all over the place. And sometimes the ref might, like grab a belt and hit you with it and you don't know why but, it, but it's like yeah but i think that's part of the fun of it is the jank of it like the jank is hilarious well, like, but, uh, but it's fun th- to play yeah i was fighting somebody and he was wearing a belt and i hit him and his belt fell off and then i picked up his belt then i got disqualified for having the belt yeah well if you hit him with anything you'll get disqualified Okay. But, but there's other really cool stuff in there that I've never seen in any wrestling game. Like, like you can be a guest ref. Like, I thought that was really awesome. Like, you can, like, like you can get asked to be a ref, and you actually do the you do the count, and you can do the count fast, or you can do the count slow, or you can do not do the count at all. Like, so you actually have to do that stuff, and you have to like get down and like, you know, like look for them to say give up while they're in the submission hold and all that stuff. There's all this like really cool shit in there. And you can be like a commentator, which is kind of boring because you don't really do anything. You just sit at a table, but they still like ask you to do this stuff and you get paid on top of it. You know, you have like meetings with whoever owns the Federation. They'll be like, hey, uh, or they'll be like, hey, uh, we, you know, we don't have enough wrestlers to like fill this, this uh, ticket tonight. Like, why don't you wrestle again? And you can say yes or no. But if, but if you say yes, like your, you know, your stamina will be, will be less. So it'll be harder for you to win the match. Like, like there were a couple of times that I lost belts because of that, because I told them that I'd do another match. And my stamina was fucked, so I ended up getting pinned really quick, and I lost my belt, like, because I, you know, would do it for a certain amount of money, but it ended up fucking up my popularity because I lost the belt. So it's like, there's all this, there's all this cool stuff in there, but, uh, I hope you're enjoying it. I know I can, I could talk forever about Wrestling Empire, but so, <laughs> think, so far, I, I was having fun. Yeah. Um, I called him uh, Mr. Batshit because that's just what he looked like to me initially. He looked kind of some dude from like the, I don't know, you think like a stereotypical dude from the bayou like ripped up clothes wearing like an alligator skin hat or whatever. I don't know. Something about him implied a crocodile Dundee bun Bayou character. And, uh, and so I called him that and then I realized I could change what he looked like. But at that point I just really liked the name. So he looks a little bit more like me, but he's purple and, uh, I'm really bad. And, uh, I gave him a spiked bat cause that was like bat shit, you know? Sure. And, uh, I had to stop doing that because it costs money for the prop and I was dipping into my money too much. Yeah. You got to pay it. Like when, if you want to, <laughs> if you want to, awesome. if you want to go like, so I had to stop your, having yeah. the, the reason I'm called Mr. Batshit because I can't <laughs> afford it anymore. You got to make cuts somewhere. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you want to go like change your gimmick or whatever, that costs money. And if you get, <laughs> if you get a manager that like comes with you, you have to pay them also. So you can, uh, like, I got to the point where I was at in career mode where I'm not making any money. I'm actually losing money every time I wrestle. So it's like, because I have too much expenses or whatever, and it'll, it'll break it down and show it to you and all that. But it's, yeah. So like, and, and sometimes like your managers or your, or your tag team members or whatever will turn on you or they'll be like, I don't want to be on your team anymore. You don't tag me in enough or like they'll, you know, they'll freak out about stuff. And 
It's, it's cool. Man, how did I miss this game? That sounds awesome. Yeah, I'm definitely checking that out. That sounds great. I mean, I've been I've been dying for a wrestling game on Switch, and there, there's a couple of them, but this is definitely the best one, I think, hands down. I don't know what's. I mean, what else do you have on there? Like WW2K18 or whatever, which apparently sucks. I never played it, but it, it apparently is the worst on Switch. And then there's the there's the retro wrestler game, which I thought was okay, but not as good as this. There, there's one. There's a wrestling game on the on the uh, Nintendo Switch Online and the Super Nintendo game, which mm-hmm. that game's fine, but it's a Super Nintendo game. Like you can only do so much with it. But this one has. You can play this one for hours. Like I put like thirty some hours into the game in the first couple months that it was out, and I did a bunch of streams of it because it's it's a silly, it's a fun game to watch. You know because. Because, like I said, you don't really know what's going to happen, and <laughs> you don't know what they're going to throw at you, and all that. So, and there's all sorts the of different. Jink is a feature yeah. for sure. Yeah, the jink. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it looks like it. It's definitely part of it. But there's like you know, there's cade matches. There's like uh, there's ladder matches and table matches and stuff like that. And there's there's a whole bunch of different variations of of different matches that you can do. And there, there's just a lot to do in the game, so it doesn't seem to get. I didn't feel like it got boring really because you never really know what's going to happen. I don't know um, how familiar you are with uh, itch.io or itch.io. It's solidly in that territory. It's like a website that has like, you know, like fringe indie games, you know, like mm-hmm. the cutting edge of game design pretty much. And uh, it reminds me of something from that, um, you know, kind of that realm. It's I, great. I, I just remember that like, didn't you and John buy the uh, Jeremy and John bought something that was like $5 and had like 500 games in it or something like that from itch.io. Yeah. It was kind of like a humble bundle, but it was like, it was the itch.io bundle and it was for, I think it was for black lives matter, but I don't remember. It was around. Yeah. They've had a few of those, but yeah. Because I remember you bought it. And I remember both of you bought it and then John couldn't but play, it's something couldn't play like any 1200, of them on Mac. Or, yeah. It's like 1200 <laughs> games or something like that. Yeah. I not even touched it. I don't know what, <laughs> what all's on there there's a lot yeah the the problem with that sort of thing is like you really need somebody to curate that stuff because if you just dive in you're gonna get burnt out from you know all the you know i guess i don't want to say trash but you know like the stuff that just isn't interesting or i think somebody could have just done a podcast just like so you bought the itch.io oh just about the 500 games that are on there or whatever you know like which ones are worth checking out i mean yeah definitely especially if there's a ton of stuff on there that's why i don't want to i mean i mean i I mean, it's cool to like to, to donate to Black Lives Matter and all that. I was just, I was just like, I was like, I'm, that, I'm like, that sounds like freaky to me. Like, uh, 500 games. Like, I, I probably won't play any of them. Well, um, the <laughs> thing about itch.io is like, they're not really like uh, some of them aren't really games. I think more like demos or tech demos. No, sure. But they're not really so much demos as kind of like game design. Um, kind of like. Uh, I don't know, proof of concepts, you know, like um, a lot of it's more instead of graphics or, uh, you know, it's more about mechanics or different designs or different storytelling methods. I don't it's know. It's like we, uh, more like not like Newgrounds, maybe a little like Newgrounds. Yeah, um, but more um, artsy, I guess, for yeah. lack of a better term. Uh, and um, not edgy as much. <laughs> well, actually, there's a ton of edginess, but edgy in different <laughs> ways, I would say. But yeah, there's a lot of edginess in there um i mean i don't know uh yeah no lots of edginess but like artistic edgy you know but uh itch.io is great um and that's what it reminds me of that's exactly what wrestling empire reminds me of something that would come like birth from like uh you know one of the more fringe itch.io concepts like uh because you know i cover a lot of uh chicago indie game stuff while i used to when you know pre-covid it's that was mm-hmm. my thing i yeah. used to but um you know we'd go to these conventions or you know like these 
um, you know, like pop-ups or get togethers, what have you. And um, they would have all these like uh, HIO, you know, fringe games and um, like basically like a concept that you're familiar with. And then they would just, you know, add a bunch of stuff on top of it or, um, you know, subvert it in some way or et cetera, et cetera. And that's exactly what wrestling empire reminds me of as somebody's like passion project on HIO where, um, you know, they're making the game for themselves as much as other people. And it's actually pretty good. I think it's definitely like something for, for him as well. It's like, he just loves making it. And, and I, I think you can play the game for free on, on your phone. If you want, if you want to like, just try it out, you could download it for free as an app on iPhone. But I think it's, I mean, for me, it's obviously worth it to play it with a controller and all that, but I definitely love throwing around with it. So I'm probably just going to pick it up at some point. (laughs) Like I said, I I got a, I mean, I got a lot of, a lot of fun out of it. And I, that was even like those first couple, it came out like in the beginning of last year, like it was in like January of 2021. And I just, that was all I played. And I I streamed it for like two or three weeks, you know, and and still until people stopped watching it. So <laughs> I, started, I started watching something and I started playing something else, but I, but I did have people, you know, I had some people watching it. I don't know. I figured everybody got tired of me playing it. So I started playing something else. Streaming's weird. It's hard to, it's hard to really tell. Yes. Yeah. What. I know. Sometimes you'll strike gold and you'll be like, I'm going to do that again. And then it's completely dried up. And then know? there's nobody. Yeah. It's, it's, it's no. so, it's so weird. Like, and I haven't done it in a while because of that. And also like COVID and work and stuff, but, but there was like, yeah, there's, there were some, there's some times where I did like, I, I did like Mario Party Online. I guess that was when it first came out, so people watched that. Like same thing with like I had a lot of people watching like Mario Golf online. But it, once again, that was right when it happened. And I thought about trying to stream Arceus, but I'm like, people have already been streaming it for like two weeks. So like, what do they care about me playing it? You know, people have already beat it on there. It's so funny too because um, <laughs> have you ever tried to stream a game pre-release like um, outside of embargo, but it's not out retail yet and. Um... You, you'd think you'd be like, yeah, this is a gold mine. Everybody's going to watch me. But even then, like, you know, half the people that come in are like, how are you playing this game? Is it out yet? You know, but there were there was a there was a game that I got a free code for where it was like, well, you can you stream it at this time for us just to try to sell it to people, you know, and like nobody watched it. But I, I saw, you know, I I streamed it at the time they asked to, but I had like no, nobody I had nobody watching it. So I was like, yeah. yeah. I tried. Sorry. (laughs) I know. Oh my God. I always feel that way too. Cause like I said, I like to, you know, I kind of put a spotlight, but we're small too. And sometimes it's just like, I don't know, like I'm going to try to get you as much exposure as I can, but we don't really have that much sometimes. Yeah. Little, uh, small flashes though. I mean, we do have stuff that gets very popular, but for not everything. So, uh, what else do you have on here, Jeremy? Oh, well, the other game I bought was a project warlock, which you've talked about a lot, Trey. That's yeah. another game that's really good if you haven't. Played, it was on sale. That one. Just... Uh, it's it's a it's like a you know it's a it's a sprite it's a sprite uh, first person shooter, but it looks really good. Like the sprites look really good. And my favorite thing that was on my top ten list of whatever year that came out as well on Switch. But my favorite thing was that the doors never shut. Like that's I don't know. I thought that was just genius. Like you open a door and it stays open all the time, so it really helps you to not get lost in the world. Because Plus you, you got all the guts yeah. and stuff that stay. Yeah, but it, but you find a door that's closed, you know you haven't gone there. Or if you find a door that's open, you've already. I don't. I don't know. It just seemed like such a small thing that the door that the doors don't shut. So. I love how gory it is, in spite of it just being sprite based. Like it's very oh, yeah. gory, gory and gruesome. And um, yeah, I like it so far. I haven't played much of it, but it just it looks really cool. And uh, how do you feel about locking the y axis? I'll ask you that. Oh, you mean like where you don't aim? Yeah. Oh yeah, because it's like because it's kind of like it. It's sort of like a Wolfenstein thing where you don't really. Mm. Well, it, let's just put it this way: that'll only work for you for so long because there are some bosses that are really big that you do have to aim at. So yeah, 
you're going to have to eventually start aiming. So I did, I think for the first couple levels, I did lock the Y-axis, but I beat the whole game all the way through. But when you get to the big bosses at the end, you you need to aim. So you can't, you can't beat them with, with having it locked. So it's best to probably learn how to, how to play without it locked is, is my advice on that. Well, it's pretty hard. I'll say. Yeah. One thing that really blew me away on it is that like there, there's like level sets, you know, there's different level sets and each of the level sets have like, like the health, the health pickups look different. Like all the items look different. All the, all the bad guys are different. And it's, and it's like really cool. Like there's, there's like an ice level where all the characters look different because it's in the ice level or you go to like a one that's like in a city and everything's different there. And like, and it's just cool. All the details they put into all the sprites. And like every time you unlock like a new type of level, everything changes. And I thought that was really cool. Like there's obviously a lot of effort put in there to make all the different sprites and shit, but uh, you should definitely play it on easy and not medium because if you play it on medium, you only get a certain amount of lives, and when you run out of lives, you get a game over like forever, and you can't and you can't start over again. So it's almost like a roguelike. So play it on easy because if you play it on easy, you get you get infinite lives, and that's the only way to beat it. And I and I beat it on that, but it was still hard as shit. So I was gonna say I I was pretty annoyed when like you, all the you know I'd gain some levels, but then I die, and you don't keep them. Like you yeah. lose it all. Yeah. And, uh, well, I mean, and also I don't think you can save in the middle of the level. I think you have to beat the whole level right before you can save. Yeah. So it's very old school in that way, which I, I like that, but it's also like, you know, you gotta be dedicated. You can't just like play it a little bit and save it and then play it a little bit. You gotta, you gotta play it all the way through, but it's, I mean, there's RPGs light stuff in there. You, you know, you get upgrades and you can, you get like magic spells and stuff that you can do, which is pretty cool. Like, like I had a lot of fun with that, but yeah, it's great. Soundtrack's cool. It looks really good. There's actually there's a sequel to it that he's actually working on right now, which looks really cool. Like there's there's a Project Warlock too, which hopefully that comes to Switch as well because it's it's like I said, I the first one was awesome. So and I think they were like uh they they knew one one of our guests that we talked to they they knew the developer of them. I thought they were like a Polish developer or something like that. They're not they're not American, but yeah, it was Wojtek. Yeah, yeah, Wojt Wojtek knew, but yeah, the no, they're yeah. Hopefully you enjoy it because I thought it's I thought it was really cool and yeah, it definitely looks visuals look awesome and the, the sprite work is great and the animation looks really good on it too i think there's different animations depending on depending on how you kill the characters like with which weapon you use and all that fun stuff so mm-hmm. it's obviously i noticed today yeah. like if you use an explosive it actually like splatters and you know it's pretty cool yeah hmm. they, they actually put a lot of effort into it project warlock 2 looks like they're going more of a 3d quake style than like the old doom wolfenstein Plus saving, you can save in the middle of level. That's literally one of their. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure people marquee like features said things about this. It. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it looks cool though. But yeah, that's pretty much it for me this week. Okay, well, uh, why don't why don't we take a quick break and uh, we'll come back and we'll talk about Arceus and any and some good. other new stuff.
Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show? Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over! back from break um before we get into the the topic uh let's mention some of the releases that coming out this week record of lotus world war deed lit and wonder labyrinth comes out have you heard about that it kind of looks like a castlevania metroidvania ish looking game i don't know i've heard people talk about because it's an anime right the the lotus war is i watched uh record lotus war oh my god 20 years ago now i don't know if they um hold on excuse my loud keyboard um i don't know uh it's is it ongoing Did, is it still like a thing but um deed, deed original looks run, like a character right? 93 yes yeah apparently it's a character um it's see that's the thing it's been so long since i watched it uh i when i saw the game announced i i knew it was a like a character's run-up to like a certain part in the anime but i can't really remember but um game wise it, it looks great like i'm actually looking forward to this it looks like a castlevania game but it comes out I mean, or like Metroidvania, I guess. It, I say Castlevania because it kind of looks like that, like medieval vampire slayer, whatever style stuff is kind of what I got from it. Definitely. It reminds me more of like a of like a Game Boy Advance DS Castlevania than like a Metroid. Plus the character kind of looks like a looks like a Belmont with the white white flowing hair and all that stuff. <laughs> but yeah, that's coming that's coming out this week. It's releasing for twenty four ninety nine. Of course, the big one of the week, which we'll talk about in more detail, is Pokemon, uh, Pokemon uh, Legends Arceus, which I preloaded that because Arceus. I think it's uh, Arceus, not Arceus. 
<laughs> but they, I mean, they've said it in a couple trailers, like how to. It is. It it's definitely that. Arceus then, because I saw it some Arceus, were yeah. saying Arceus. Okay, Arceus. All right. Yeah, the, I would have been wrong from their. Uh, yeah, from their like uh, whatever their Pokemon Direct, they said Arceus, so that's why I've been saying it. And also, I mean, Arceus sounds like butt, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, which of you is the Arceus one? Yeah, so it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of silly. Like maybe that's why they changed it. I don't know. That's what I've heard rumors of. I don't know if that's true, but. Yeah, there's another game called Longest Road on Earth, which is uh has no words in it. I guess I don't know how that works. So no tutorials. That's that's what it says. No words, and you play uh playing songs of four short stories. I don't know what it is, but it's black and white, and the and the art looks really cool on it. Journey, a PlayStation Four game. I know it's PlayStation, but I mean no words, no dialogue. That was oh yeah. Um... There was a there was a game made by the same company that was free on Switch, which I never played. It was called like Sky something or other. Do you remember that? I downloaded it, but it didn't. But I didn't get around to it. Yeah, made by the guys who made Journey. No. Let's see if I can find it. It should be on. It should be downloaded. It's a free to play game. It's free. Yeah, it's completely free. You can download it, and I never got around to playing it. Fuck, what was it called? Uh, Sky Children of the Light. Whoa, was was yeah, made was made that. like some of the by the same developers as Journey is what I heard, but I, n- I never played it. But it's free. You can get it for free on the eShop. So try that out see what it's like oh and and the i was gonna say the next one just because i like stupid indie stuff and this one actually i don't even know what this it just looks like a dumb game and it's a dumb first person shooter and i love those games but uh there's a game called pandemic shooter coming out this week it's a 4.99 and it's basically you know it's kind of looks like a sprite like a sprite first person shooter where you shoot zombies and stuff but i just want to i'm just going to read you i want to read you the description of this on the eShop because it's pretty ridiculous like they're obviously going for you know trying to aim for the ceiling here with uh with their references to um you know pandemic conspiracy theories and stuff like that so where where did it go i'm going to pro- i'm going to get it just because it's it's cheap and it sounds stupid but it comes it comes out on the 27th it comes out for 4.99 this is what it says uh Run, gun, and have lots of fun in this action-packed first-person zombie shooter. A global pandemic is turning people into ungodly walking sacks of rotting meat. The virus is spreading like 5G waves from a microchip, and you're the only one who can do something about it. Arm yourself to the teeth and set out on a journey through the whole flat world. And it has a little asterisk by it, which says 90.99997% of it. And find the people responsible. But are they people? You know how your grandpa goes on the internet and then suddenly starts talking about how the moon is made out of cheese and the water is turning the frogs gay? Well, the mind, well, the mind controlling humanity manipulating reptilians responsible are not going anywhere. So put some shung, shungite around that around the La Casa and set out on the highway to smell. <laughs> That's the description for this game. So I mean, I have to play it because it sounds really stupid, but fun. I don't know. Anything that references uh, some like Alex Jones shit has to be kind of funny, right? You gotta wonder if they were already <laughs> making a game. They're like, wait, we could adapt this to to the current times, or it was already yeah. like they started from yeah. the ground up. Was like we got we have to we have to make a game about shooting viruses that are spreading from five G devices. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe they were already making like a zombie move, a zombie game, and they're like, well, why don't we just say that it's like COVID and there's like five G and like put all this weird. Uh, I don't know. Put all this, all these ridiculous conspiracy theories in there and stuff. Let a comment section write the description. But it comes out the day before Arceus. But I'm, I'm totally gonna play that game. Actually, it might be out soon tonight. It's supposed to be out on the twenty seventh. It'll hold you over. Yeah, 
So, I mean, it's, you can preload it, but it's not available yet, so I can't play it. If, if it was up right now, I'd be like, go for it. And there's also like a couple Go games on there, the black and white, those, those Japanese games with the black and white balls. You, you can play them now. There's like two in the same week that came out. I just thought that was kind of funny. Let's go Gomoku and also go Minimal, which you can buy one for three forty nine and one for one ninety nine. I don't know if you care about those games, you can get them. But there's also there's a demo out for a new uh, t- for a new like turn based strategy game, kind of like Fire Emblem called Monarch and it's and it's done by the same company that publishes the Ease games which is cool. And apparently it also has some of the same developers from Shin Megami Tensei on it. So there's a demo for it and the demo is the first chapter, so it's the first few hours of the game, but it carries into the regular game. So if anybody wants to try it out, you can try it and it'll go to the same game, which is pretty cool. I think the art style looks really good on it. I haven't played a whole lot of it, but it's very, you know, it's very much Japanese like we're stuck in a you know, we're in a school that's kind of has like sort of sort of fucked up uh, rulings or whatever. And, you know, you go to this other world and you meet this demon that gives you powers. And I don't know. It's it's, it's like I said, it kind of feels like a little bit like um, like Fire Emblem, but it controls a little bit differently. But I was interested in, it, interested in it just because of the connection to SMT and Ease and all that. Also, the soundtrack is awesome from what I've heard of it. Like the opening cutscene, like with it has that like wonderful metal that that's in the Ease games that I that I enjoy. So, so that's there. But yeah, check it out if you're into that. If you're in that type of thing, if you're into Japanese uh, turn-based strategy games, I think it looks cool. I'll probably, I mean, I'll definitely play through the demo. I don't know if I'll end up getting it, but I definitely like the way it looks. Like I think it looks really cool for the Switch. But why don't we talk about uh, why don't we talk about the Pokemon in the room and uh get into get into some Arceus stuff here. I don't know uh I don't know how much you've been following it. Like I said, I did kind of dive a little bit into the streaming stuff just because people were already streaming it and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go see if I can find anybody streaming it on on Twitch. And I did and I watched uh I watched a few minutes of it and I was like, oh it looks pretty cool. I don't know. I, I saw some things. I saw some things, which I don't I won't say what it is, but it, they were they were in the middle of some like huge event happening in the game and I was like, oh uh I guess I should play. Uh, uh, I guess I should go back to playing Shine, Shining Pearl because I think all this stuff would make more sense if I knew the stories from those games because it's it's the Sinnoh region region from that, but before. So it's gonna. I think you're gonna see a lot of references to that, and it's mostly. I guess most of the Pokemon in there, from what I heard, are from that or from that generation. But there, then there's ones from other ones. But what do you, I mean? What do you think of it so far? Like, what if what have either of you seen of the game? Like, what do you what are your thoughts? Well, uh, I keep hearing people say i i saw a few reviews on it um and i i kept hearing people say like we expect it to be the like pokemon breath of the wild and it is and um i mean like i'm kind of hoping for that you know uh you know shake up pokemon a little bit i really love the uh um i've the most i've seen about it was today in preparation for the show except for the reveal trailer so um you know i'm kind of um uh haven't been on the hype train for as long but as soon as i did see i forgot what trailer it was or some sort of reveal or something after we watched it again my wife just immediately pre-ordered it Um, oh nice yeah (laughs) um i'm excited for it i think she wants to write something up on it even but uh you know, like that's that's all her. She's the she's the real Pokemon player in the relationship. But um, I'm super excited for it. It looks like something I'd definitely be into. Uh, and uh, like I said, I really like the fact that they um, kind of added like um, I guess not really Twitch based, more like skill based mechanics for like um, some of the things that were more like RNG based before. 
um, so to speak. Um, that looks interesting. It it, it kind of looks like they're combining a lot of the Pokemon stuff from all the other ones. Like it it has stuff from Let's Go in it, you know, where you can catch Pokemon without actually fighting them. You mm-hmm. know, where you can just throw the ball at them and catch them. And there's also like the other thing, the one thing I thought was really good about the Let's Go games is seeing the Pokemon like on the map and all that. And they've done some really cool scaling stuff with it too, which kind of reminds me of like what they did with like Shin Megami Tensei five, you know, where you could see the demons out and they actually were the size they should be. And everybody's like, you know, like the, the Machokes are like huge and like people like already want them to step on them and stuff like that. <laughs> seen on the internet, but, but I like the, <laughs> I, I like the size, like the scale of the characters look really cool. And they actually do like, you can kind of hang out with them and they, and they'll be like bigger and, you know, and they look better and it, and I like, yeah, they've kind of like incorporated, like I said, some of the stuff of like Pokemon go even where you can just, you can sneak up on the Pokemon and throw the ball at it without even engaging in combat and you can catch it and you still get experience points for that, for it in that way and stuff like that. And I guess it has like, it also has like some, uh, some monster hunter style stuff where there's like a town, there's like one main town that you go to that has everything. So you go there to like get all your missions and stuff. And then you go out into the bigger world to go do whatever you're trying to do. And then you come back there. So it's all kind of streamlined where in just one place is everything that you can do instead of going to like a whole bunch of different towns spread across the world. You know, there's just one main place that you go to, which feels weird because like, if it's a giant open world, you know, you think they'd have different, like that's the perfect like environment to have different towns to pop up. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how exactly that works, but I guess, I guess we'll find out. Uh, but I mean, I've I've seen like I watched a couple video reviews of it today, and it seems to be. I mean, it's doing pretty well. Like a lot of people are giving it like eights and nines and stuff like that. And I'm just really excited about it because of the uh, like you were saying, like the, making it a little bit different than other than other Pokemon games. Because I got Shining Pearl, and it's yeah, it's very you know, it's it's exactly what you think it is. It's like every other Pokemon game, and it would be nice to see them change things up. Not not that they haven't, you know, because Sword and Shield had its own changes, but this is. I feel like they're they're kind of taking like the wild area and sort of shield and sword and shield and like making that bigger, but like just giving you more stuff to do with it. And I don't know. Yeah, they they say that it's you could say it's kind of a kind of a Breath of the Wild thing, and I'm all for that. I just want to ride around on those giant Pokemon. I think they look cool, like the the weird deer and whatever the the fly because you can like fly around also and like ride through the water. How do, how do you how do you feel about the graphics? That seems to be what I see people keep talking about, and I'm like, I think it looks fine. I don't know. I only played yeah. it. I only play Nintendo games, so I don't care. But everybody's like, "Oh, it looks like crap," or, or like the the dumbest thing ever. Everybody's like, "It looks like a PS2 game." It's like, have you seen what a PS2 game looks like? Like really? Like lately? Exactly. You know what well, it looks I, like? like I, it, I mean, they look good wife. actually, but you know, like they don't look like that. <laughs> like PS2 games never look that good. Sorry, just because it doesn't have like realistic textures or whatever doesn't mean it's a PS2 game. I mean, that's I'm I'm kind of more into the more like simplistic, uh, you know, like low poly characters and stuff like that. So, I think it looks great. I think it looks awesome, especially like the last like six minute trailer that came out. I feel like they, I feel like it looked more polished than it did before, like in the original, uh, like in the original direct. So I'm for it. What are your thoughts, Jeremy? I know you were kind of on the fence about it. I mean, I'm on the fence, but I'm leaning more towards getting it, uh, especially after watching. I just watched the one review you sent. And uh, a Nintendo Life said it was like the best game on the system, but I feel like they're a little uh, 
Sometimes it was very gushy. Sometimes they're a little too positive about things, but I but I do I do like their stuff. But yeah, the guy who re- reviewed it said it was like the best Switch game ever, and I'm like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> but honestly, though, like if that if somebody's that enthusiastic to write something like that, um, I mean that's exciting in itself, even if you know it ends up being just kind of you know like hype in the moment or whatnot. Right. So I am kind of curious how much of the the momentary hype has to do with the reviews because it, it does kind of in a lot of ways sound like a realization of what everybody's always wanted or dreamed of. Anyone that plays Pokemon, they want to actually go out there in the in the a real 3D world and catch them, you know, and be more action based. I guess I don't know. I've never played a Pokemon action based game. I know they've done it in the past, but I mean, it's still a it, it's still turn based though. Like you still like you still want to fight pokemon v-, v pokemon it's still the same way that it was where you have like the four moves and you alternate yeah. b- between one or the other but you can also like you can also like throw balls at them that kind of stun them and there's sort of like a third person shootery aspect in there in that way we added two new types well there, well i think there's what well, you mean like the agile and strong type and all that of like mm-hmm. the attacks yeah that's that's its own thing i thought there was two other um classes of character or whatever Whatever. I don't know. But, I, know uh, I know there's I know there's new evolutions for the for the Pokemon that you get to choose out of there, so I'm excited about that. It's me, certainly coming out at a good time for me as far as like a big a big open world game that I might enjoy playing now. But also it's like I mean, it's a good time like there's not a whole lot happening, right? As as far as I know. That's like the end of January, there's not I mean January in itself there's not a whole lot of releases. Like it's been it's been kind of dead, I guess, aside from like, you know, Microsoft buying stuff and all that, which we talked about last week. But aside from that, you know, it's kind of like there's not a whole lot going on in Nintendo first as far as I've definitely cooled on playing my Switch a lot the past couple of weeks just because, I mean, there's plenty of good stuff that I could be playing, but I haven't been playing. I don't know. I'm waiting for something like, I think, like Arceus. Arceus? Arceus. I've been waiting for something like this, I think, for a couple months, so I'll play it. I think most likely, but yeah, I know it's the reviews are a little bit across the board. There are some that swing further to the five, but uh, most uh, most reviews on Metacritic are like yeah between eight and nine. So that's a good sign, I guess. Am I the right kind of Pokemon fan for this game? Maybe, maybe I am. I think you could probably get into it. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I don't, I don't really know. I mean, some people say that it's harder than the other Pokemon games, which is good because, like I said uh shining pearl is really easy <laughs> it's incredibly easy you know and a lot of those but games it's easier are than easy. monster hunter well monster hunter i mean i think monster hunter is a different thing i mean i think it, i think the only similarity of it to monster hunter is just like i said the one town that you go to where you get the different missions that you go out to do but yeah, it's you not kind of stock the pokemon a little bit like you kind of would in monster hunter like some of the stronger ones i i guess but i mean you're not like fighting them like you would in monster hunter like there's no, okay. there's no, there's no action battles in that way. Like I said, aside from just throwing those balls at them to knock them out, like the little, the powder balls or whatever they are. But what another thing I think is really cool about it, from what I've heard, is uh, is like that the the way that you do the Pokedex is different. Like you don't just catch it and automatically get everything. You have to like observe it, like kind of like bird watching or whatever. You have to like watch it do things and then learn learn in that way i think that's interesting like that because it's because supposedly you're creating the very first pokedex that has ever existed so i like that idea you know where it's like this is the first time we did this so we know like nothing about pokemon at all and it's not like you know you know you're not a kid that just like automatically gets a pokemon from an old dude and then you go and 
go on an adventure and become like the number one Pokemon and make all this money or whatever. It's just, you know, it's, di- it's different than that. Cause it's more like it's uncharted territory. Like everybody's kind of afraid of Pokemon. They don't, they aren't like, you know, they don't have Pokemon restaurants and stuff like that. Like they do in the other one. Mm-hmm. Like it's this whole, I like that idea, but like kind of trying to go back to basics and just kind of change how the game is. Like, I think it's, I think they're kind of going in the right direction in that way. Yeah. I think it's got the potential to be a really solid game to fill this kind of gap and, year so i think i'm all about it the more i think about it looks like a world that you could dive into right and as far as like full price games i don't see anything on the near horizon that i'm not worried about getting maybe kirby in march yeah but kirby's not like till the end of march which i'm excited about uh, that game too same but uh but that yeah that's not till like the 25th so and the and i know like february february is like a elden ring and stuff like that but i'm not really i don't know I'm not. I'm not getting any of those games, so it doesn't really doesn't really matter to me. I'm like, oh, this this one looks fine. I'm interested in like reading about Elden Ring and stuff. I'll definitely be following it, but I don't know when I'll get around to playing it or or where. I mean, you can play it on PS4 too, right? Or, or, or is it only is it only like five? Man, that's a good question. I don't know. I'm already so like moved on from previous generation. I don't even consider I, um, my primary. Uh, uh, I guess uh, platform is PC, but I play in everything. I'm actually trying to vamp for time while I look that up, but I'm not sure. I've got a relatively new. I mean, I guess it's supposed to be a gaming laptop, so it's, I it's probably play it there. If I it's it's to. on both. It's on PS4 and five. Yeah, I just saw that. Yeah, I mean, like obviously that's something I'm super excited for. I'm uh, I'm a huge Soulsborne fan in general. I I like the genre, but you know, obviously from software kind of does it best um i even thought uh dark souls on switch was a great port too um if you guys played that you have to teach you have to teach jeremy how to play that's his uh it's one of his goals for the years my my one of my goals for the year yeah was to finally beat a souls game which i've never even come close to it it's not there it's not about difficulty because everybody's like good good you know like whatever it's it's more about uh familiarity uh the reason they're hard is because you don't know what you're doing. Um, I don't recommend looking it up though. Come to it organically. And if you've already been spoiled, whatever, but like, you know, just kind of let that stuff out of your brain and come to it fresh. It's, it's really about learning the mechanics and how the mechanics interact with the world and how, you know, the enemies interact with that and et cetera. But it's not necessarily difficult as it is. Um, I guess something, um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a good analogy. You know, Portal or um, not Portal games. I guess the one I'm thinking about is Portal Two, or the Portal series rather. How they did a really good job of making you feel like you're a genius uh, by you know figuring out these like relatively simple spatial puzzles. That's like Dark Souls does a really good job of making you feel like you're like you know super good, ultra sweaty gamer um, by defeating these bosses that have actually pretty pretty predictable you know like patterns it it just teaches you a different way to play a game more mechanically than um you know other games might have you play them if that makes sense i know it's not quite the same or even in the same realm of of, of, our genre or whatever but i mean metroid dread was really hard and that's not the kind of game i would have ever like seen myself getting all the way through and i think the hype of the moment you got through that combined with the how good the game was like how fun it was like that last boss i was stuck on for like two days i think uh well if you could if you could play metroid dread you could play dark souls i mean um yeah metroid dread was a hard game i agree and um but that uh, was a similar thing where you just had to like learn the pattern and mm -hmm. get to where you could respond 
That, I mean, that, yeah, that was, I mean, by that was knowing fun. the controls yeah. well enough because I've gone back and I already forgot how to play Dread. Just like the last couple, it's not that I'm not as familiar with the controller, <laughs> with the controls. Yeah, I mean that that was that was one thing that I just loved about Dread was that uh was that everything was everything was dodgeable. Like nothing was, you know, you could go through the game without getting hurt if you're good enough, and that's what's cool about it. Is you just have to learn how to dodge it, but everything can be dodged. You know, there's nothing, there's no unfair things that you just can't get past. You know, and if Dark Souls is like that, then I guess it would be. I don't know. I I played Demon Souls a little bit. Like I, I made it through like the first two bosses, and I was like, I don't really like this game. <laughs> I stopped playing it. So <laughs> I feel should... like Demon Souls is a little bit less accessible than Dark Souls. But if you yeah. can beat Dark Souls, then it feels like Demon Souls in retrospect makes more sense. Yeah. I, I mean, I played it when it first. I mean, that was the first one that came out on on PS on PS3, and mm-hmm. and I was on it was on PlayStation Plus, and I downloaded it for free, and I played it a little Would bit. Would Dark and... Souls be the quote unquote easiest one? I don't know. That's actually. I guess it depends on what you define. I even easy. thought about Sekiro, like just because I thought that game looked cool, but I don't yeah. know if it's easier or harder. Different, much different. I would say that one is uh, more like oh, it's like almost like an evolution. Like Bloodborne was an evolution of like Dark Souls and mm. um, like um, Sekiro. Sekiro. Actually, I don't know how to pronounce that. I don't know if I've ever said try to say that out loud to people outside my uh circle anyways um that uh is more like um i feel like that's even more actiony because like bloodborne was kind of like um super hack and slash you know like you get hit you can get your health back and um sekiro is kind of the same way it's kind of like um oh man i might get skewered for saying this but like kind of like the antithesis of like dark souls because dark souls is more of like um like more contemplative more strategic even though you can definitely um you know like strip off your armor and ninja flip around and uh even that's definitely the way i prefer to play it but like it almost feels like uh, bloodborne and you know uh secure were like kind of like meant to be or like they literally are meant to be played that way more so but like um uh so if you play the series like that they feel like uh you know an evolution but as far as the easier harder I can't really say um, I had a harder time. Uh, I had, I feel like just as hard time playing like Bloodborne or uh, um, yeah, that and Sekiro. The first time I play them as I did Dark Souls um, because it's like you learning new mechanics. And again, it's not the difficulty of the bosses. It's just, you know, learning how these like mechanics interact with the world and the bosses, etc. I, I would say like, I don't know. I was like, Dark Souls is on Switch. Maybe it'd be easier to play just because it's the only one on there. I don't know. Port- 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 <laughs> yeah, port- portability on there and all that. <laughs> well, I have. I already have Dark Souls on the 360, but is that it's an ordeal to hook, hook oh, all that up. I was going to say, is, is your 360 even hooked up? It also sounds like a jet engine <laughs> when it's running. Yeah. yeah, it might turn all your power off if you hook it up. You might have to switch out some sockets or something. I have the worst luck with coming back to Microsoft consoles. I, I had a um, Xbox One X that I had kind of like in a dormant state and I plugged it back in and it died on an update. It was like perfectly fine before that. <laughs> I, I'm afraid of plugging my 360 in case it'll die. Those updates somehow. will get you. Yeah, I don't. I hate Microsoft hardware <laughs> so much. That was like how my old iPhone was. Every time I got a new update, it died. <laughs> it stopped working. <laughs> Happened a couple times actually. Had to had to get like, had to get new phones sent to me because I had like you know whatever uh, security like they it was a uh, had insurance to where they'd send me a new one. But yeah, I'd, I'd like update it and it would automatically stop working. <laughs> and so I'm always afraid to update anything now after that because I lost so many <laughs> iPhones. 
to updates because it would, it would just stop working. Like I just wouldn't have a signal anymore, so I couldn't use it. So I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, I bought my 360 like several years after they came out, and uh, it it got the red ring of death after I had it for like a year or two. I was like, damn it! And so I got on eBay and I ordered just the like console. You know, it didn't have the hard drive, didn't have any of the hookups or anything. It was like thirty or forty bucks. It was really cheap, and I just like switched out the hard drive to it and all the hookups and was back to playing portal man but it was microsoft (laughs) (laughs) they've got me on so many i swear i've bought like doubles of each one of their consoles that's that's the only that's the only console i don't have any of i'd never bought a single xbox i have all i I have all the playstations except for five but i just uh, there was just nothing i really cared that much about on those i know 360 i had a a faithful choice uh, way back in the day when the GameCube came out around the time the um, the original Xbox did. And I actually chose GameCube first and uh, still don't regret it. I actually came to the Xbox way later, but um, you know, good stuff. There's good stuff on there. But like, again, if you like, um, if you're a PC gamer, uh, I mean, like, I know you're not, but like, if you, if you're like me and you're a PC gamer and it's kind of like redundant, you know, a lot of the same things are on both platforms. So, yeah, I mean, well, it's, I mean, they're, Obviously, aside from buying everything, they're killing it from with a uh, Game Pass. So I'll say you could get Game Pass on PC. So yeah, I will. For that. I know. I always tell everybody the best deal. I mean, like get a Nintendo Switch if um, you know that's appealing to you because you know solid games. Like you can't go wrong. But um, the best deal in gaming is probably uh, you know like an Xbox Series S or something with uh, Game Pass. It's you can't beat it. If, if I didn't care, if I didn't like care at all about like console exclusives or whatever, I would just get yeah, just get the Xbox X and whatever number is on there or letter, yes. and and just and just get a Game Pass, and then you get a whole bunch of free third party stuff. But I just don't really care that much about those games. So I know I know a lot. I'm sure a lot of them that are free. I know a lot of them that are free, and there are indies that are on Switch that I have to pay for. But I like playing the Switch more. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, it's it's my favorite console. I mean, even you know PS5, Series X, PC. I prefer switch if i had to choose one i'd probably go with switch but like i said that you know xbox game pass deal is just unbeatable <laughs> yeah i i i think that i mean i'm surprised it hasn't come to switch yet since they're so buddy buddy now since, i know that's the dream right since microsoft like some... didn't why not bring a well maybe because they don't want people to to not get nintendo switch online or something but you know i think they still will but uh just gotta gotta intertwine them you know yeah but speaking of Nintendo Switch Online, uh, surprise, surprise, our next free game on there is uh, Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask for February. Is anybody surprised at all by that? I, I sure no, I was. I was kind of surprised, perfect. but then I was like, oh, wait, no. They're just going to throw out all their big guns, right? Because they did like Paper Mario, Banjo-Kazooie, Majora's Mask. I mean, those are the ones that people want, right? Plus, it's basically Groundhog Day, the Zelda game, so. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So it so it'll release on Groundhog Day is what you're saying? Actually, no. That that'll well, that's probably too early. It is because when is Groundhog Day? Like fucking the second. Oh shit. Five days, four, six days from now. Wow, I didn't realize it's that soon. Yeah. Good. That that's why I bought that movie on Amazon on Amazon last year, so I could watch it whenever I want to, or, or every year on Groundhog Day, I could watch it again. Just buy it digitally, watch it whenever you want. No, I, for some reason, uh, yeah, I was I was kind of surprised for a second, but I was like, oh no, wait, no, they're just going to bring out whatever whatever people want for that, and I'll play through Majora's Mask again because that's like my favorite Zelda game, so I'm into it. 
Even though I was kind of hoping they would release uh, Mario Golf on 64, because I love that game too. Even though I have it, I have it on Wii U. I have the cartridge of it. Like I can play it if I want, if I you know need to. I just want to play it on Switch. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. I have the same energy. Because well, I mean, my could... my wife and I have been hitting like Mario Golf Super Rush like crazy. So it'd be nice to have an extra thing on Switch for us to play another golf style thing. So I think that uh, Majora's Mask might end up being like the best like representation of the original version since the original version because but it was on the Wii and the and on the Wii U, wasn't it? But yeah. Like the port was messed up on the Wii U. It was like dark or whatever and then on or was that just the NES games? Anyway, I'm just I was reading somebody was saying this online. I I, how, I think the emulation for the Super Nintendo, yeah, probably the SNES and the NES stuff was pretty bad on Wii U, the emulation was. I don't know. I mean, I bought I bought Majora's Mask on everything that it was available for, and it seemed fine. Right, it was on. I don't know. It was on the Wii U, or, or I was on the GameCube even on that. that on the disc, disc, yeah. Which I which I fucking traded into GameStop for what yeah. I, I think I traded it for Twilight Princess or something like that. So I don't have it anymore, unfortunately. I but, sold it for like thirty bucks, I think. Yeah, I miss it. So, but I mean, I, I played I played the three I played the three DS remake also, which you know people which some people don't like some people do people don't like but i mean i like i like the 64 version and it's going to be great that you can save state on there because i didn't think you were we i guess you could do that on wii u right if you had it on there you could save state mm-hmm. in that but but you can actually when you get to that final like the couples like the longest mask one that's really annoying you know like that which i think yeah. is the actual ultimate boss of that game you know where you get to the very one where you, with the masks on the conveyor belts and all that you can actually like save state before you get to that and you don't have to like go through all the days again to get to do that again so yeah there was a new uh, there's a new trailer out for lego star wars the skywalker saga which i think looks really cool but what i thought was kind of weird is i don't know if you could, either of you caught this but right after they put the trailer out there was all these like reports of like them being abusive like the company versus like people who used to work there and all that did you miss? Did you see that? <laughs> like right, like right after? No, the, I didn't get that at all. Right after the new Lego Star Wars uh, thing was came it out, Traveler's Tales. Was yeah, like there were people. There were people who like used to work there that said they were working. You know, crunch time and all that. Like they were having like you know abuse through that. And I was like, oh, that's, that's pretty timely to put to put that out. There's a Polygon Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga has led to extensive crunch at, at uh, Traveler's Tales games. I mean, there was a big article about. There's a bunch of stuff I saw about Mercury Steam even like when Prime came out or when um, Dread came out and there was a lot of crunch. Yeah, because they they showed they showed the trailer and they're like, oh, we're gonna try to get it out by this day, and then they actually gave a launch, gave an actual release date and all that. But then I feel like right after that happened, there was some people saying that yeah, crunch and bad, you know, toxic work environment and all that stuff. Yeah. So, so I was like, well, that I was like, well, that kind of sucks. Because uh, I, I thought the game looked really good from what I saw of it. I mean, I'll, I'll probably still get it, but it's just like it's, it's. I don't know. It sucks that there were people also saying like, oh, and by the way, we're getting, we're getting worked like really badly here. And not yeah, this quote. Not paid enough. Uh, former staff even came up with a term to describe their experience at the studio, referring to them as PTTSD from the Polygon article. Oh, yeah, yeah. Post Traveler's Tales. Damn. I'm glad I didn't get into game development. Right. I don't know. I mean, I've, I've, I mean, I, I work in, I work in like movies and TV and stuff. I've dealt with my own sort of abuse on that. So I mean, it's everywhere. <laughs> it's. Uh, I've definitely had, had it in my line of work. 
Yeah, I think um, a lot of the conversation around that, though, is because, like, you know, video games are non-essential, um, so to speak, because, you know, I have my own opinions on that, too. But, um, you know, it's like kind of this luxury entertainment item that um, why are these people, you know, losing their time with their families or even like their mental health over and i can see that but i mean like why are any of us like that's more of like a you know anti-work you know thing than um just anti-crunch but you know not that i'm pro-crunch or anything but uh but yeah i mean that could you know yeah i mean you could have the same thing like for any sort of corporate uh, office job or whatever where people get super overworked and i mean that's the i mean that's capitalism in itself that's a whole nother thing yeah <laughs> we don't have to get into but just how little how little we get and how much how much effort we have to put in and blah 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 all that stuff but the game still looks cool <laughs> aside from it all does. that it looks yeah. very cool yeah not to end on a down note but is there is uh is there anything else you wanted to say on here on here jeremy that you want to talk about that we had on uh, had on the new stuff um i think it's cool to see that in the new update the new firmware update nintendo fixed the water emulation Oh yeah, they 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 went in and they fixed. I mean, they fixed it all in general, right? Like just the Nintendo sixty four yeah. in general, but specifically the Water yeah. Temple stuff, right? For that's a, where it's really apparent. Green of time. Well, it's what yeah, when you run into Shadow Link, so they fixed it supposedly, and that's pretty cool. It goes to show uh, some iota of support for the Nintendo Online service uh, expansion pack, other than the releases themselves, because. They're cool releases so far, but like really one a, a month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was, I, I don't know why I was surprised by that where they're like, here's, oh yeah. And here's our next batch of games. And I thought that was all going to come out like on a day, but it's also kind of weird that they, you know, they released Banjo-Kazooie, but they didn't give us any new Genesis stuff. Like before mm-hmm. they give us Paper Mario, but they also gave us more Genesis stuff, but the Genesis stuff didn't come this time. So is the Genesis stuff going to come with the Majora's Mask stuff? Because there is still a lot of Genesis stuff that isn't on there, like compared to like the Genesis collection. That and then what about SNES and NES? Like, can we have more of that, please? Yeah, they said that was going to happen too. That that wasn't done. That there's going to be more for that. And it's weird because you never got like, you never got like Mario sixty four, Earthbound, or like all these games that Nintendo has that they have released before, but just didn't. And it's like, okay, <laughs> you know, it's kind of weird. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. I feel like the Earthbound is like the the carrot that that they'll just only dangle in front of you if their system isn't doing well. Like the only reason we got Earthbound was for the Wii U was because that was because nobody was buying that. So like, but Earthbound here it is. Earthbound one even the NES game they put that on there. <laughs> the fucking Earthbound Beginnings version even. I think Nintendo is ultimately going to have one year to see if this works out for them because people aren't going to renew this shit if <laughs> if it doesn't step up in the next like what eight months or whatever yeah if it's like still a third of the way through the first year we've got if it's still only releases, releases. i mean if it's only going to be that update the animal crossing update as the extra thing that's on there then i see, i would see why people just wouldn't want to I, I figured that since they're they're like maybe we'll have a dlc for another thing like the at the end of this year that's like oh yeah here's another thing we'll add on here also aside from like the happy home paradise and all that which i still haven't even played yet but uh, <laughs> the expansion pack's totally like worth it initially, but as a continued service, like how are they going to make it worth it? You know, and why can't you just pay a flat fee to get all those games instead of have to have a, a service? Because they need to release stuff. They need to get into the weird. They, like we we did a whole like Patreon episode about it, but yeah, get we need they need to get into the weird sixty four stuff. 
That's what I want. I want like the like uh, what was it? Space Station Silicon Valley. We talked about that one. Or Body Harvest. I'd love to see Body Harvest on there. That game's great. But yeah, like some of some of the some of the weird the weird sixty four stuff. Put, put that on there. I'm sure and a lot he's of wrecking us, balls. Yeah. <laughs> or Glover and stuff like that. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that's just hanging out that just nobody gives a shit about anymore that you could put on there. Quest sixty four. Put that on there. Torture some people in that way. I think I think that's it. Did you uh, did you play the uh, did you play the Tetris ninety nine Pokemon Arceus thing, Jeremy? I actually totally forgot to ask about it earlier. I forgot to. Oh, so you missed that one. I pl- I played it, and I it was you know it's fine. I still still go back and play those every time they have them, just because I don't want to lose lose the theme. Because then they they don't bring them back anymore to where you can. I mean, you can rebuy some of them, but only to a point. So I didn't want to miss it. But I thought it was interesting that they did it before the actual game came out. So there's that. But I think uh, I think we're good. I think we're good on episode length here. Unless uh, unless either of you have anything else you want to say about Pokemon or about any sort of new stuff that we might have forgot. But I'm good. No, why not have until uh, do some promotion? Yeah, tell us about where people can find you and your website and all that stuff. Uh, sure. Uh, thirdcoastreview.com, uh, you know, Chicago local arts and culture curated. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at uh, the Antel Bocor. Um, that's, that's pretty much it. That's where I'm at. And I'll, I'll put a link to the site on the description of the show and I'll tag you as well on the Twitter when I, when I put it up and all that stuff. So people yeah, can find I'm, it. Um, I'm the games and tech editor, but we do all sorts of stuff. Um, you know, film screen or uh, films, stages, um, arts, uh, museums, etc. So great website. Um, support local. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Someday whenever we get to go out and do stuff, maybe we can, you know, do you, you know, you know, Kevin, right? I'm sure I asked it, you know, Kevin fair and like oh, I yeah, play games yeah. and all that. I was like, maybe that's why, I, how I, how I found you guys originally. But yeah, I, I used to do, you know, we would do like Nintendo switch meetup parties and I would play, do, do like DJ, like video game music and stuff for that at the Emporium arcade. And we actually did one. We did one in October, I think, or no, maybe it was November. Maybe it was November. Yeah, I think it was after MGC, but we did do one. But he hasn't told me anything about another one after that, probably because the Omicron stuff and all that. But it was fun to go to go to go to his events and stuff because he knows a lot of people. And and I went to like some game jams and stuff like that. And you know, those kind of like sounded kind of sounded like the itch.io stuff that you were talking about. Yeah, that. yeah. But yeah, definitely check out Third Coast Review. Also, if you want to check out our stuff, uh, go to to uh, patreon.com slash podcast if you want to support the show. Uh, just for a dollar, you can get extra bonus content where we do a new show every month. Also, if you give like $5, you get to see uh, our beautiful faces for the videos that we that we record and all that. And there's like uh, physical items and stuff like that. There might be a new show that I might be doing for the $5 level, so stay look on that on the, on the Patreon and all that stuff. Um, also, uh, you can find it YouTube, youtube.com slash Nintendo main podcast and twitch.tv slash Nintendo main podcast. I promise to stream soon. I might just do Pokemon. Like I said, if you hear this when it's released, it would be, I'd be doing it right now, but, uh, yeah, check out all that stuff. Also, Jeremy and I on Twitter, I'm a Nintendo underscore domain and Jeremy's at JMAX stack. So go there. And of course, like Nintendo main podcast.com. You could just Google Nintendo main. You'll find all of our shit and all that. And thank you so much for listening to us. We've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jerry McCoskey. And special guest. Also Bokor. And uh, thanks. See you next time. Thanks, guys.
I'm happy with. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to, yeah, I just don't want to say <laughs> Antle. It really is. You know? <laughs> I'm struggling with it Antle. my whole life. Yeah. It's, it's quite okay. All right, cool. 